And so it begins. New York City will be the first city in America to charge Americans just to go to work in the morning. The very first state in the nation, the very first city in America to have a congestion pricing plan. Americans will have to pay around $23 per day. Passenger vehicles would be charged $15 to enter the congestion zone, trucks between $24 and $36 depending on size, and motorcycles $7.50. Those tolls would be charged once per day and would be in effect between 5 a.m. and 9 p.m. on weekdays and 9 a.m. and 9 p.m. on weekends. Fees. The proposal aims to reduce traffic congestion. But what an absolute frickin' <laughs> crap hole. And I'm very happy that I do not live there. Welcome back, beautiful and amazing human beings. My name's Luke Rodowski here of wearechange.org, and we have an incredible packed house ready for you guys as we are going to be going live for the next two hours talking about all the latest, craziest news happening right now in the world, as, of course, there is so much to talk about, not just the slave congestion charges coming to New York City, but there's a lot of foreign policy news, there's a lot of domestic news, there's a lot of highway robbery, there's a lot of crooks out there that we are all going to be calling out with the context of all the latest news. We might even talk about this lady here and uh, yeah, we'll get into all of that plus a lot more here on this independent media broadcast, which you could actually participate in by easily signing up to LukeUnfiltered.com. And then by doing so, you guys get the ability to actually call in and ask us and the guest any questions you want unfiltered, unscripted. Those phone calls will be taking place at 8.30 p.m. Eastern on Rumble. To join, make sure you're watching on Rumble and you are on Telegram. I will be telling people to call in at a very specific time. Make sure you are communicating with me back and forth. We also will be addressing a lot of people's super chats. And another way that you guys could super chat is by going to mysuperchat.com, a way to, of course, participate in the conversation where your comments actually show up on screen. And uh, YouTube doesn't get a 30% cut. We get a 3% cut, which is a lot better than, of course, the cut that YouTube usually takes when it comes to Super Chat. So we got a lot to discuss, and to help us discuss all of these crazy issues happening in this world is another crazy man. That man is, of course, Vinny from Valuetainment. Vinny, for the people who don't know you, who are you? Uh, my name is Vincent Oshana. I like Vinny better. Um, from Yonkers, New York. Uh Joined the military when I was 18, United States Air Force. Brother and sister joined at the same time. Parents are legal immigrants. I love saying the legal part because apparently you don't have to do that anymore to come into this great country. Uh, served my time, left the left the military, was in during 9-11. The Bush did something called stop loss, which basically means the government, we can't afford to lose soldiers. So I was stuck until you know more people started joining. We talked about it a little bit earlier. Uh, just... One day they came to me, stop loss ended. There wasn't a specific date. They were like, hey, here's a contract, six, six years, $60,000, you want to stay in? And I'm not joking. At that moment, I looked at this colonel. I went, nope, got to chase my dream to do comedy and, and went to L.A., mild success. COVID hit. I found Patrick David online, messaged him, went to Valuetainment, and I just, this past year has been literally a dream. It's been insane. Love it. And it's like, I'm a completely different person, changed my life, got sober. It was insanity when I was living in, 
in uh, Los Angeles. I have a bunch of crazy stories, but it's like I'm I've everything in my life right now is just it's just focus and, and being the voice like how you guys are and what you guys speak of and how you guys love for the country and trying to fight the people that are trying to destroy it. I think it's freaking amazing and I'm really happy to be here. Absolutely. It's only going to get crazier. We have a lot of questions for you as well. So we're going to get into that. Plus more. Clint is also here. Clint, how are you? I'm good. Clint Russell, host of Liberty Lockdown, co-host of Tower Gang, and most importantly, co-host of this fine program, thebestpoliticalshow.com. Thank you guys for tuning in once again. We got Steph on the buttons. Hey, everyone. I'm Stephanie Marie, and I'm happy to be here. And she's going to be talking a lot today and expressing her thoughts and expressions. I don't know. Vinny is pretty chatty. Um. (laughs) I mean, I better be if I'm going to be on a podcast. (laughs) Absolutely. Uh, A little bit of organizational notes before we begin. We, of course, uh, will be doing special shows with some guests that Clint has booked for next week. As, of course, I am going to be traveling out to the Beanie Compound and co-hosting that show next following week. As we are also going to be on stage doing a special show for TPUSA with Tucker Carlson that coming up Ampfest. So stay tuned for that, plus a lot more, as, of course, we got a lot of really special guests coming on this show. Clint, who do you have lined up for uh, next week? I, I guess I'll let the cat out of the bag. I'm very happy with these guests. Monday, we got Anomaly, a.k.a. Legendary Energy. Tuesday, we got James Lindsay. And Wednesday, we got my boy Dave Smith. It's going to be a packed lineup. Don't miss it. Yeah, we're going to have a lot of really incredible people here on the show, so make sure to subscribe, click the notification button, and send this broadcast out to your friends and family members as we are still going to be going live for the next two plus hours you guys sharing it means the world to us and we can't thank you enough now let's just get into the first story as just even a couple minutes ago the mta board just officially voted in favor of a 15 dollar congestion pricing toll for almost all people trying to enter lower manhattan midtown manhattan and any kind of What's what's there was there was this famous kind of movie where they had the capital uh, in in Hunger Games. It was called the Capital, right? Yeah. I so, think so. so essentially, to enter the capital of what people deem the United States, you now have to pay a surcharge to the state. That of course will be taking a pound of flesh and of course screwing over poor people, so the plebs won't be able to enter the high royalty, high life, high cost of living with all the Wall Street executives down in Lower Manhattan. As now, I think it's fair to say we are going to be seeing a segregation of society even more, a bifurcation of society even more, as the very corrupted and not well-organized MTA is like, yes, more money for us, absolutely, give it to us as much as you can, as they are also expecting to, of course, probably hike up the tolls during, quote, gridlock alerts. But again, who does this policy absolutely hurt? The poorest people the people who, of course, are trying to make ends meet, the people who, of course, are struggling business owners, independent business owners as the mega corporations, they're going to be fine with this. The the huge industrialists, the, the people who have a lot, of me, a lot of money, they're going to be okay with this. The average American is not. And now they're going to have to think twice about visiting Manhattan, which is absolutely freaking crazy. Uh, Vincent, you're from New York City, just like I am. What do you make of this latest proposal, which um, is essentially a larger tax on the poor? I think, I mean, what more can New York do to show how much they can give a shit about the actual people that live in New York? They, with all the all the immigrants, when uh, Eric Mayor Adams was just like, "Listen, we're we're in New York. Bring everybody. Come one, come all." And then they came. 
and the crap hit the fan. You know what I mean? And then it switched, right? And then what isn't he under, under investigation yep. right now? It's like, how much more can New York do to make New York unlivable? And you nailed it, bro. Like those people that are making $500,000 million a year, especially in New York going to Manhattan, they're not, they don't, okay, more, more money, more money. It's the average person that has, you know, what about like Uber and all these people? What, Uber's gonna raise the price and, yeah. and pay them more money? Absolutely. Not, I think I think you nailed it. It's a, it's another way of of segregating the rich from the poor, which that has been the goal from the elites for. And I know this is just New York, but it, it comes from the top. There's no middle anymore. There's no average. It's either you're making it or you're or you're struggling. Star. And this is another way to do it. And you know, during Black History Month, they're going to have special charges for all the white people trying to enter <laughs> down to New York. They're like, you whiteies right here. Get it's Black History down. Month. We've got to take in your reparations, which is just, it, it sounds absurd, but with the way things are going in New York City, this is, this is the trend. This is where things are going. This is being normalized here as, of course, I'm joking here, but, but this form of discrimination has been normalized. I remember hearing, and this was the moment, this was the, the, the kind of timeline that I saw unfolding that really made New York City absolutely lost to me. I used to love New York City. I grew up in New York City. I was there in the 90s. I loved it in the 90s. I loved it in the early 2000s, but then there was a dramatic shift in that kind of city where the soul, the culture, the life was just sucked out of it by the conglomerates, by all the bureaucrats, by all the authoritarians there that just made life absolutely miserable. And the one thing that I really noticed in New York City was this kind of declaration by, I, I, I'm trying to remember exactly who it was, but it was, it was I, I believe it was the head of the Department of Education in New York City that said, hey, if you have a poor white kid and a rich black kid, we have to send all of our resources to that rich black kid and we have to make sure that the poor white kid doesn't get anything in order to, of course, make sure that, that reparations are paid for and that there is actual equality here. And I'm like, hey, that, that, that poor kid deserves just as much help as any other poor kid. Just because he was born a different way doesn't mean he should be discriminated against. And this was official policy that was talked about by people in charge of the New York City Department of Education, which I am not a proud product of, and still probably why I can't spell things correctly uh, <laughs> because of my kind of upbringing in the public school institutions there that have taught me absolutely nothing. Well, Zero. To, to me, the to me the this is really just an extrapolation once again of the the lockdown uh, decision. And this is what was very harsh in many of the liberal cities was that the bigger businesses, once again, as you were describing, like this won't impact the, the, the wealthy. This At won't all. impact the bigger businesses during COVID. You were actually able to stay open if you were one of the big businesses. Well, this is going to be, once again, it's the Uber driver. Well, now now it's going to be the, the taxi medallions, which already have lobbyists that have already uh, you know tried to drive out Uber and Lyfts from New York City. Well, this will help with that. And and it'll just help all of the, the government uh, entities and the, the lemmings that, that benefit from that kind of relationship. So it's not, it's not, it's not surprising. And me. you guys, how long do you guys think till all the other liberal cities? About two questions. If How long till Chicago? How long uh, till Los Angeles? How long till that spreads there? And do you guys think any conservative? Like you think, I mean, Florida's growing. They're saying that down, Miami's going to become the new Wall Street. 
I've heard that a bunch of times. You guys think? I mean, it's, if it's going to happen in New York, it's going to happen in LA. But when you guys do, you guys think it'll start shifting? It, it originally happened, I believe, in the United Kingdom. I remember going to London even a few years ago, and I was talking to some of the friends there, and they were like, "Oh, you know, I don't want to drive into London because I'm going to be charged." I'm like, "What do you mean?" I'm like, "Let's just go to London." And they're like, "No, we, we got to pay like uh, twenty pounds, thirty pounds because of the congestion charges." And I'm like, "What?" And then I remember entering uh, London and. And I saw all the surveillance cameras on all the roads there because to, to implement this this program, you need a surveillance state. New York City right now is a surveillance state. 100%. Um, so, you know, it's not going to be that difficult for them to implement the system where they now officially take people out of people's bank accounts, just like they do in China for jaywalking. But now it's not jaywalking. It's just for having the ability to enter a city. So these programs are already very active in Western liberal kind of democracy democracies like London. So uh, obviously a lot of other cities are going to see this as they are struggling with making ends meet, as they're struggling to pay for all the new voters that they're importing. <laughs> of course. And, and they're going to be like, we could just charge people to, to be here and to, to travel here. Um, like they already don't with the tolls. The tolls in New York City are absolutely crazy. I remember the Verrazano and, and hearing this story because my dad, every time he was driving across the Verrazano, he was like, they told us that this bridge was going to be free. <laughs> they told us that as soon as this bridge pays for itself in the tolls that they were going to make it free for everybody and it just kept going up i remember i don't know you're from new york city i'm from, Yon from yonkers okay. right near the bronx so, so that, that's canada for me uh <laughs> I, I was i was in the deep south brooklyn yeah. and i remember going over that that bridge and i remember when it was six dollars and then it was seven dollars eight dollars nine dollars ten dollars now it's 20 plus dollars wow. just to, to go through one way wow absolute criminality on the mta which is filled with a bunch of corrupted bureaucrats. It's just as bad as the Ukrainian oligarchs, if not the same. There's not a big difference in my book yeah. with how just corrupt New York City is when it comes to moving around and transporting. Yes, the subway's great. It's great that it's open 24 hours a, a day, but how much money are we paying for it? As there's even some statistics highlighting how um, the Verrazano literally pays for itself within a few days uh, comparatively to how it was supposed to be freaking free. And it's still 20 plus dollars for one vehicle just to make it through, which is crazy. That's insane. And it's like, look, it, okay. I mean, if uh, they're going to do it regardless, but how about, okay, if you're going to work, we're not going to try. Like if you're just going there just to lollygag, which I still don't agree with. If I want to go downtown Manhattan, let me go, let me go see Manhattan. But to do it for people that are working, bro, it's just, I, it's, brutal. it's it's ridiculous. Well, this bro. this is exactly what the WEF fifteen minute city framework is all about. Exactly, they want to make it so cost prohibitive that people stop traveling. This is about the the climate crisis, the carbon crackdown. That's all. This is is part and parcel of that. That's why we titled this episode. This is America's first fifteen minute city, and you can expect this to expand. It will be coast to coast in all liberal cities in short in short order. As far as I'm concerned, let's pray that you know Florida and. And the places that we've all fled to, yeah. uh, you know, buck and, that trend. And it gets deep, Clint. You, you nailed it. And why do you think all these uh, smash and grab un under $1,000, they're letting it, they're, they're, they're encouraging crime because now they're like, okay, listen, all these places are going to close. Stay home. Stay home and shop. Don't go out there because they're exactly. going to shut down. Like in, in uh, Beverly Hills, they shut down on Rodeo. They shut down four or five, like all Saints, like really, really major, major stores. They want you to keep your ass at home, buy everything on Amazon, yep. don't go anywhere. Dude, nobody, I wish I wish people, I mean, people talk. If the people, like when gas starts going up, it's gas in LA, $7. If everybody one day just said, all right, guys, today as a group, nobody get gas. Gas would drop to a dollar. With the thing in New York, you know what I would tell all the New Yorkers? Everybody stay home. 
Everybody don't do no, don't date. If everybody stayed home, but you know, yeah. there's no way you're going to get everybody to come together no. and not do it. Well, and, and the reality is most people can't afford it because they're That's living paycheck saying. to paycheck. <laughs> yeah, exactly. It's so expensive to live there already. It's just a net. It's like salt to the wound, man. It kills me. I, you know, my, my stepdad's from New York and, and he, he loved the city. He really did. And, and like, he won't even go back. Like he doesn't even want to, he doesn't even want to see it because it's too, it's too hurtful for his soul to see what it's become. And, and that's how I feel about my hometown in California. It's like, this is just, just Democrat policies, absolutely shredding the framework of this nation. What made this country great. It breaks my heart. And, and, and I want to ask all you guys, what is it going to take for the people that are in these cities, these liberal, these Democrats, what what else needs to happen for you to say, okay, guys, stop voting these people in, stop supporting them? Is it is it? Are you that dedicated to a party that doesn't give a damn about you? Like, how many more things do they have to show you? Illegals are in there running the show. Now they're adding all this stuff. You're you're paying for it because they have to pay for the illegals. When are you going to stop voting for these people? When are you going to wake the hell up and be like, okay, enough is enough? Well, it, there, there it was, won't change. There was actually some. Uh some uh, black Democrat voters in uh, Chicago that were screaming at their council members just this past week saying, like, at least we know the snakes that the Republicans are. We're, we're going to start. <laughs> yeah. We're going to start voting for the snakes we know. And I was like, that's fascinating. So I think that the the immigration crisis really is starting to go after some of the like the ironclad Democrat base voters. I still think when it comes to voting day, though, they're going to say. No, nah, I've been voting Democrat forever. I'm yeah, but, but they're making it so illegal immigrants could not vote in local elections. That's they're exact. doing this in California. They're doing this in New York. So what better way to guarantee their larger kind of exactly. control of everyone than, hey, come on in, guys, and then we'll give you free stuff. It's not free. It's stuff that, of course, the, the New Yorkers that actually do work, which very few of them do now, yeah. uh, because why would you? I lived in New York City. I remember looking at the tax brackets. I'm like, I'm paying New York City tax. I'm paying New York State tax. I'm paying federal tax. This is, this is, this is insane. Why am I doing this? This made no sense at all. And now you have to go through a situation where if you're in dirty Jersey, you have to pay $22 to cross the bridge, $26 just to drive into the city. Are you kidding me? Like, like who has that kind of money in this kind of biden omics, which is absolutely just depriving people of any kind of normal way of freaking life yeah, you know crazy. so so it's a direct attack on the local populations as they bring in new populations that now are even taking a lot of the social services that were there for the poorest that's even being cut now because they don't have enough for everybody which is crazy i i, I was a fairly successful entrepreneur in san diego and so I had a handful of years that I was in the top tax bracket and, you know, it's 30 plus something percent that I was paying federally. And then it was 13 percent to the state of California. And then and then as I'm paying that amount of taxes, so like half my money is being taken away. Right. Then they go, your business is shut down. And I was like, I was like, wait, 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 wait. So I'm, I'm giving you guys six figure checks annually and you guys are going to shut down my, you know, multimillion dollar business. It was so infuriating. And it's like it's like these states as much as I love the people that live there, and there's really good people in California and New York as well, I want to see these states fail. Like, they deserve it. They have they have so mismanaged this. They just don't deserve to continue to function, and ultimately they will fail. It's going to happen. Will they? Because, I mean, all they really have to do is, like, be like, uh, andele, andele, amigos, uh, aquí, uh, yeah. mucho dinero, no trabajar, and, like, <laughs> and it works. Bro, it be real. It works. Yeah. California got that, dude. That, do, are people that stupid that they don't see? Like, those are votes. The, this whole humanitarian, oh, we, we listen, these we you don't care about these families and these kids. No, no, this, no. This you, is the party that drone bombs brown children all the time, <laughs> and they brag about it. That's what I'm saying, yeah. bro. 
bro. It's like don't like it's a vote, and it's 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 blatantly in your face, and people are like, no, like, what you don't care? No, no, right. no. America has to come first, bro. And they're slowly. Sl it's not even happening slowly. It's they're grabbing pieces of us, and we're. Dude, I'm telling you right now, if you were if we were alive during the Roman days, and when Rome was at its height, at its peak of 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 ruling, if somebody went up to you as a Roman and was like, hey, dude, one of these. We're gonna fall. You'd laugh in the. You'd right. be like, get, dude, get out of here. Now in America, and I'm telling people, guys, we have to fight to keep this thing because we are the modern day Rome, and it's falling apart in front of our faces. Like I can't believe half the stuff that I'm hearing, that even stuff that he's saying, you, it's unbelievable. Yeah, like yeah. it's unbelievable. Border, and nobody really talks about it, but us. The border is wide open. I saw a video today of a border patrol guy by the, and he's just like, just like you said, come on. And I guarantee you, they're like, mira, hey, they're like, mira, democrato, vote democrat, D, just D, 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 D. And listen, say what you want. The Republicans ain't doing nothing, bro. Yeah, the Democrats play to win. And I'm like, dude, Republicans are the, uh, the cuck party. They don't do nothing, bro. They're just there. They bark while the Democrats bite. And I think it's George Carlin said it. It's all an illusion. Yep. I genuinely feel that they're on the same team. What Republican is doing anything? Hey, 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 I, I disagree with you. Good. I want to hear this. Good. The, the, I want the, some pushback. The, the, the Republicans are great at lying on their back and taking okay, it from the Democrats. Uh, taking that Democratic D hard, hard. Wait, okay. I, thought, I thought we were like we're gonna have a little debate. He's like, no. And, and, and if you think about it, Luke, like I watch all those hearings. I watch like when Fauci was on on the stand and um who was the main guy? Ron Paul. Rand, was Rand, yeah. Rand Paul yeah. just going at him and yelling and and by the way Fauci knows he's protected. He's a bureaucrat. He's fighting back. And I'm like, wow, we have somebody. Something's going to happen. What happens? Nothing. nothing. Absolutely nothing happens to none of these people. So that makes me lose the faith. And Okay, it's not a party thing. That's why I think Trump was such an amazing thing because he didn't want to go any party. He wanted to come in independent. But, you know, the, the establishment's like, no, you got to pick a side. Yep. And and obviously he grew the, you know, the MAGA Republican uh, sect. But it's like, bro. They don't give a damn about us. They don't give two craps, and it, and look what's happening. We're falling apart as a country. Well, bro. They, they both sides of the aisle profit tremendously from military industrial complex, the uh, pharma, so, uh, you know, all of it. It's it's this classic story. But back to your point about California politicians, like, do you think they actually care about the plight of the Hispanic community that's coming across? Mm -hmm. You know, like the refugees or nothing, something like that. No, no, no. no. Uh, anytime you actually listen to like Nancy Pelosi or any of these politicians in California talk about the migrants. The first thing they'll mention is housekeeping. They'll be like, "Our our housekeepers, you know, yeah. like we got to make sure our housekeepers are taken care of. Our gardeners. It's yeah. like they, they don't even look at these people as human beings. They yeah. really don't. I think it was Kelly Osborne that said this on the View, yeah. saying yeah. like, "Hey, yeah, we, who's gonna who's gonna who's gonna wash my house? <laughs> who's gonna who's gonna do the lawn?" I'm like, "Yeah, like yeah, Trump like, wants to get rid of Guadalupe. What are you nuts? Yeah, yeah. my <laughs> pool, my my. The, the, I'm gonna have to clean my own <laughs> toilet after taking a dump in there. Yeah." Wow. No. Are you crazy? Yeah. I love Mexicans. I, we can't. Consuela yeah. changes the diapers. Are you out of yeah. your mind? Yeah, they care. They really, really care about these people. <laughs> Meanwhile, the biggest miles, and they've never brought one of these illegals into their house. They've never nah. tried to help any of these people. It's always like, no, help them, help them, help them. Do you want to bring them into your house? No, no. wait. I didn't, I didn't say I want to actually help, help. Oh, yeah. I just want to have a big mouth. <laughs> I want to be that person that just posts a black square that doesn't even think about it. Right. Just post something, and, and I'm supporting it. Right. Or wear the Ukrainian flag. They're all talk, bro. Yeah, the, the, best, the best videos are uh, kind of on the street videos 
where people are like, yes, we have to bring them in. We have to take care of them. I'm like, okay, can we bring... Uh, and then they literally bring out the migrants. I'm like, okay, we're going to bring them to your house now. And they're like, no, 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 Okay, uh, here, come, come. <laughs> she literally showed up to Home Depot. Oh my God! <laughs> and she got, she got, she got illegal. She was like, "Okay, guys, we're gonna, we're gonna position you. We're gonna give you a home here in Nancy Pelosi's home. Wow! Since she's calling all of you guys to come over, let's, <laughs> let's do it." Which was absolutely just brilliant and hilarious to see. Uh, Ian too. Ian Crossland, who was just on the show, he's like, "You know, we got to take care of these people." I'm like, "Ian, okay, they're, they're, we're opening up your room right now. I know where you live. Don't yeah. make me, don't make me pull the loomer. Yeah. Uh, I'll do it." Yeah. And and then gonna, his, his position kind of changed a yeah, little bit. Because think that. about Luke, you're holding their foot to the fire. If you're going to talk the talk, yeah. walk the walk, bring them in your house. And, be, and dude, that's, that's just the vote side of it. Do you know how, do you guys have, any, I don't I know the number is astronomical. How many children disappear at the border? And, and, and again, I don't fuel none of this. I don't even use the C word. I'm a coincidence theorist. All these kids that are missing in the tens of thousands, they come and they get sponsors who, mind you, they don't do a background check. They're not related. They just come and grab this kid. Nobody checks up on them. Then you watch Mayorkas, that little rat, Alejandro Mayorkas, he sits there in Congress and he sits there with a smirk and they're like, how many numbers? Where are these kids? Are you even vetting these people? And he goes, our border security. He doesn't answer one question and it drives me bananas. So let alone the sex trafficking, the votes, the not caring. It's just it, it's the like human a- trafficking and the human cost that happens. I was on the border in, in Tijuana. Mm-hmm. I was in on the Mexican part, not the American part. Yeah. And I was there through one of the largest migrant waves that ever came through that particular city. And it was an utter freaking disaster. I would not wish those circumstances and scenarios for any person. And they were all there being like, hey, I was promised a job. I was promised work. I was promised an opportunity. I was promised that I was going to be taken care of. I'm here for my uh, opportunity that they told me was here. And they were literally at the freaking border in worse situations than squalor. And I traveled all over the world. I saw the migrant crisis also in Italy. I saw it all over the world. I saw it almost everywhere. And it's it's a byproduct of failed American policies and also NGO groups and secret billionaires that are literally engineering this whole thing and replacing the local populations in what a lot of people call a special plan that we can't even mention here on this particular broadcast that we're going to get into probably on Rumble. But I want to get to a tweet that Elon Musk sent out just a couple couple minutes ago, he said, highest single day ever. And he is responding to a breaking news news post by Bill McGlynn, who is saying that per CPD sources, there was more than 12,000 migrants encounters at the southern border yesterday. The highest single day total ever recorded. This includes the 10,200 plus border patrol apprehensions of illegal immigrants amongst the highest daily totals for BP ever recorded. Now, those are record numbers, and those numbers are happening mainly because it's an election year, mainly because people know, hey, if Donald Trump becomes president of the United States, our opportunity is going to be gone here because he's probably going to be doing something about this. The Republicans might be doing something about this as they're leveraging, of course, the border patrol and border security with Ukrainian funding right now, which it looks like they might actually uh, make a deal with. So with these numbers going up, 
Um, this highlights a very dangerous situation where even the FBI is coming out and they're like, yeah, we're facing some significant threats from the southern border with uh, possible foreign entities coming in and then causing problems for the local American just, populations. Just some quick math to, for the people at home that going, ah, 12,000 doesn't sound that much. Well, number one, if you lived in San Antonio, it would probably sound like a lot. Yeah. Uh, but I just did the, the math on that. At that pace, and keep in mind, 12,000 encounters. That means people they actually encountered, there's thousands more that they don't see. Uh, 4.38 million annually. That's a lot, folks. That's I mean, consider consider how many troops Russia put into Ukraine. A couple hundred thousand. We're talking over four million that are like known encounters. Probably six to seven to eight million that are unknown. It's crazy. And I I do love that Elon. I mean, besides the giving us the freaking. I mean, the guy spent forty some billion dollars to let us say and see whatever we want. You might not like it, but at least he gave us that platform. Yeah, respect uh, for that. Yeah, huge respect, bro. For him to care about that board, like there's something going on. I don't know if you guys saw. Uh, Yesterday or the day before, Trump was talking to, was it Hannity? And he goes, people are worried that you're going to be a, a dictator. And Trump goes, I am on day one. You know what I'm going to do? I'm shutting down the border. I mean, we've heard this before. Yeah. And then he goes, I'm going to tell people to drill, drill, drill. And what I think people are lacking too, Luke, what people aren't realizing is I watch these videos of the border. And Clint, it's not just, I, I love how people are just like, it's the Mexicans and Trump and Mexicans. Yeah, no, 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 no. I just saw a video of 200 Chinese grown men standing in line really good suitcases and stuff just and and they're coming in let alone we, we caught 165 known terrorists on the terror watch list that we caught you guys are talking about the getaways this is a, a purpose invasion and i'm telling you right now and i've told people this this next year this next year i know they're trying to start this pandemic like pandemic too which they all warned us about i think they've been trying to test it with this new virus in, in china we're kind of we're kind of bored with that but i'm telling the you right now lung. how if if biden looks pretty confident i don't know about news i don't know what i don't know what their plan is there, there's something up their sleeve i wouldn't be surprised bro with this whole influx something big and major is going to happen to keep people away from going to vote if one voting center gets a terrorist attack, nobody's going to vote. Oh, yeah. And they already have the mail it, mail it in, guys. We already have it set up. Mail it in. God forbid, because, guys, I feel it. I was in during 9-11, and we could get into that later on. I, I knew two days before, because I was on an Air Force shooting team, somebody warned me not to be like excited about this competition that I was going to be on. And I'm like, and I was, I was ridiculous. I was the number one shooter. I'm like, what do you mean? Cause this guy knew people in intelligence. I'm like, and then it happened. And I'm like, some, I have the same feeling. Whoa. They're getting yeah. ready, bro, for something. And they're going to, cause yeah. and you just nailed it. Luke. when the FBI, when Christopher Ray is going, Hey guys, he's admitting it in your face. Who like it's going to be a blink of an eye and something bad's going to happen. It's coming. Yeah, let's absolutely talk about that on Rumble. Yeah. Where it's going to be a lot safer to yeah. talk about that because it wasn't just it wasn't just you. It was Willie Brown that um, um, you know our vice president really likes a lot. That also uh, got warnings. Yeah. It was a lot of other very high level politicians. It was also Larry Silverstein that got warnings. There's a lot to talk about, but let's get we'll into get that. Later. Let's get yeah. into that in a little bit here, as of course it, it's very important and we absolutely agree with what you just said as we've been talking about that since pretty much the first episode saying hey guys be on the lookout be prepared no matter what don't fall for any kind of larger psyop and we i truly do believe it is because of elon why they haven't uh, pulled the trigger on it yet and if it wasn't for elon and this is why i think they're attacking elon because of this uh, ability to counter narratives in real time that that a lot of their bigger tricks might not work 
if we have free speech. So this is why free speech is essential. That's why it's under attack. This is why in 30 minutes we're going over to Rumble to actually get into the real issues that we can't hear on this platform, where sadly a lot of people who talk about specific news stories are deplatformed, demonetized, then kicked off. So uh, we got some uh, super chats that I wanted to read. We got one from uh, Dick Dickerson who says in Polish, democracy deserves a specific ride on an aircraft that is associated with... <laughs> A Chilean dictator. Oh. I, won't, I won't talk about that. That is a super chat by, uh, by Mr. Dickerson. Jay Coulter just came out and said, I think I got raided because of targeting conservatives. The warrant they showed me was bunk. And at my bond hearing, the pub defender argued my immediate release and case dismissed never happened. All lies. I don't know what happened to you, Jay Coulter, but uh, okay. We got another one by John Ruck saying, Vinny. Why, when you talk on PPD podcast, every other word is Pat? An example. Hey, Pat, did you see Pat Biden lied? Pat, did you see well, that Pat? Ha, huh, Pat. And then John gave another super chat saying, but I do like you, buddy Vinny, just picking on you. So, no, uh, what, you know, it's weird, though, because the seating isn't this is awesome seating. Pat's over here looking that way. So I got to be like, Pat, to make him look this way. Because if not, he's in his laptop and he's in his stuff. But that's hilarious. That's the first time I've ever heard that, though. <laughs> now, now he's going to have a phobia about now, it. What now I'm going to be like, um, sir. I'm going to using sir. Buddy. Buddy. Good guy. So hey, you, guy. You, speak po- you speak You read Polish, too? Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. So I know, like, ja wyglądam dobrze. I have words in Polish. Nie tak źle wyglądasz. Exactly. 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 I, I, I've no been idea. telling my Polish family. I'm like, because I have a bunch of family in Poland. I'm yeah. like, they're like, hey, we want to come over. We want to visit. Uh, the visas are kind of hard to get. Officially coming to the United States is hard to get. And I'm like, yo, come through Mexico. Go Let's go. Let's yeah. go. Like, like, what are you doing? Yeah, you I got are- young cousins. And I'm like, uh, you, you want to be a hustler? Do you want to work? They're like, no, I need proper work permits. And they're not giving them out. I'm like, what are you doing? Like, why don't you have this vigor and energy inside of you? Uh, Andrew Tate is right about you damn soy boys. I, 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 you need to take initiative. Get to the southern border now. I literally, I literally sent them the video of Andrew Tate kind of making fun of the guys not taking enough initiatives to my little cousins. And I'm like, now. One just turned 18. I'm like, oh, yes. what are you doing? Now. We're going to hustle. We're going to work. We're going to be entrepreneurs. Come here. I got a separate guest room just for them already. All, all awesome. way waiting. So I'm waiting for you my extended family in Poland, come on over <laughs> and we'll start our own kind of Hustlers University 3.0. And, and that is such, you, you make it like you're being funny, but there's so much truth. And like you can do, like, remember when Djokovic, they wouldn't let him come and play in the, yeah. in the open because he wasn't vaccinated. I was yeah. like, the hell with flying on an airplane. Go to Mexico, go to the southern border, just bring your. It's so easy. How cool would that have been if he just showed up with his racket and he's like, Dude, I just came across the Mexican Yeah, and he's like, orale, and he just keeps walking in. I think that'd be a, that'd be a great exp- Like One of us could just go to Mexico fly, and see if we could just come right back in the bar. That's a, that's easy good, money. Yeah. Easy. It would be a cool documentary, actually. That'd be Absolutely. cool. Just follow me to Mexico. Yeah. And I'll come yeah. right yeah, back let's in. Go. Easy. He gave another super chat saying, what's up, Luke? Here in the free state, Silver Dave says, hi, Silver Dave is a great friend. He is a special forces green beret that taught me a lot of the survival skills. You could actually see Silver Dave in our masterclass for uh, members of LukeUnfiltered.com, our survival apocalypse masterclass. He's an awesome dude. He has a silver company that we work with as well. So yeah, shouts out to everyone in the free state of New Hampshire and Silver Dave and Jay Noon and all the incredible people out in New Hampshire. Now, let's get to this next video as we have a Democratic Congresswoman having some choice words 
against what she calls deplorable states. Let's just get into it. In fact, Ms. Perry, I know your organization, the Heritage Foundation, loves Texas. Ooh, they love Texas. They always sending us some nonsense bills um, that somehow set this country on the wrong trajectory. They send them to Texas. They send them to Florida. Every deplorable state that we can think about, they usually coming out of y'all's think tank. In fact, yeah, think tank. Really? Y'all, y'all Are you kidding tank. me? Are uh, 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 Texas and Florida de- deplorable? Th- these are some of the best states in America that still have some semblance of the Constitution, some semblance of the Bill of Rights, some kind of semblance of actual justice that is not heavily politically prosecuting people for their poli- political ideas. And to me, this is the, the, the kind of thinking that, that these people have, that we have it wrong. They have it right. And I think it's fair to say if you live in a a Democratic city, in a Democratic area, um, there's a lot of problems that you usually have to deal with and face with that a lot of people usually don't have to in Florida and Texas. 100%. That's like literally the main reason I moved from California and I was at the height of it was just horrible, bro. I mean, besides the heat, like how deplorable, like people that are like she's using that type of verbiage who's the last person that used that word and what Hillary Hillary Clinton with yeah. her deplorable and that was one of the main besides the emails and all that stuff and I mean Trump dropping you know the bomb on her but <laughs> deplorable is like everybody's moving here there's what's the average and I think there's 900 people moving to Florida a day Whoa. that's a fact this is coming from DeSantis's uh from his 900 a day so it's oh. like all that red and by the way I don't. I couldn't see who it was, but it's spe- Democratic uh, Demo- Jasmine uh, Crockett. By the way, speaking like that, like how, how are you gonna have people respect him? I mean, y'all, 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 yeah, like this isn't world. This isn't some hip hop. Like, like you're on the floor. You're in Congress. I'm like, you have to speak somewhat professional, but like, it's like well, that's deplorable. Well, well, speaking like that is deplorable. Yeah, I mean, Hillary called it the the basket of deplorable. Basket. Well, I guess that basket's filling up, huh, Hillary? Yeah, because uh, we're getting 900 more uh, a, a day. Uh, what what drives me crazy is like there's lots of black. Black people in Florida and Texas, for that matter, and just to have have this black woman describing it that way is like, what, what do you think about those people? I mean, there's black conservatives in Texas. I don't know if people know that, but like, there's a lot of people that are African American that vote conservative. It's just it's just so crazy and biased and racist and terrible and un-American and divisive, and it makes me sick. And I don't know how these people get elected. And I just wish it would stop. It's driving me crazy. Oh, and and they're, dude, and they're so brainwashed that if if the the you know, the African-American community that's so sold on this Democrat, like to me, it's like their, their slave mental uh, mentality. When people on the other side try to speak up like a Larry Elder or somebody that's just like, hey, listen, you could, you know, you know, free yourself from these people, you know, be educated, go the other way. What do they call the they call them the, Uncle Tom's? The, no, the black face of white the supremacy. The black face of white supremacy. Yeah. Why? Like, are you that brainwashed that there's somebody's trying to make you think that to be on your own and get out of a party that doesn't give a damn about you? What the, what are the Republican? I mean, sorry, the Democrats have done for the African-American community. Zero. Nothing. Look at Chicago. Look at downtown LA. Look at all these all these states. Wh- how can you pitch that to somebody? How can I, you? I don't know. Sit there and 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 them go. Yeah, you know what? You're right. They don't care about you. Just think, go to Chicago. I, I think the only it's not way- that they didn't do anything. They they allowed for their communities to be destroyed and looted and burnt and to have a, a, a mostly peaceful demonstration yeah. during the BLM riots. They, yeah. they allowed that to happen. As of course, they also obfuscate a lot of crime, as even the feds are obfuscating crime statistics. And uh, I, I think it's fair to say that they do cater to this, this kind of voting base as much as they can. But 
a lot of the times it's very cringy and it's very disingenuous. And for some reason, still, people decide to, to vote for them. I'm reminded of the Hillary Clinton hot sauce kind of reference when she was oh, on a, a hip-hop radio station <laughs> saying, yeah, I carry hot sauce everywhere I go. Oh, my I'm like, God. No, you don't. Yeah. Uh, you, you carry maybe a kill list, probably some <laughs> some assisted death uh, devices. Yeah. I, I can't even mention that word here on YouTube. You yeah. probably carry some nooses. You yeah. probably carry some uh, letters. That that you know people write in different handwriting, some, like, Haitian, like, some Haitian kids. Yeah, yeah. yeah you, you, she <laughs> definitely very, has yeah. one of those uh, voodoo dolls, without a doubt. One hundred percent. So. Uh, hot sauce, not one thing in her purse. But it's, it's, it's also like AOC will code switch when she talks to oh her God. constituents in Brooklyn. She'll just like she'll t- take on this black intonation to her voice. I don't know. I don't know how people don't like see through this shit. They're just they're such transparent frauds. They're pandering. They're monster. Like they're they're just terrible people. And and they manage to. I think they really do have the black community under a spell where it's like it's like. No, if you vote any other way, not only are you a bad person, but you're voting for racism. And oh. it's like it's like all the conservative people I know aren't racist. I, I don't even know how this narrative continues to stick. Like most of them are just nationalists. Like like they want their nation to not be inundated with six, seven uh, million undocumented undocumented workers every year. Most of them are not racist. Like honest to God, they're not. You should get, like I feel like these people just need to talk to each other and figure it out. Yeah. I don't know. And they there, don't. There's yeah. new uh, statistics out there that I'm trying to pull up right now that talked about the latest study highlighting how uh, different race groups see different uh, races. But it, it might be a, a little bit too uh, spicy to mention here on this particular broadcast, as of course it, it talks about uh, the groups that have the lowest in group preferences and the groups that have the highest. Outgroup tolerances and uh, the oh, data there rumble is segment. Uh, rumble segment. Yeah, that's yeah. definitely that's definitely a rumble segment. Let's get into more criminal politicians, as of course U.S. Senator Bob Mendez from Dirty Jersey was just caught having gold bars <laughs> inside of his own home that have been linked to a 2013 armed robbery. What do you? Th- how do you think they actually got there in his own home? Is it a, a coincidence? Is it an accident? Or what kind of public works project or what kind of deal did he make in order to get this from the criminal enterprises that politicians are usually connected to? I don't listen, gold bars. Did they say where they were stolen from? Have they it, it was, it was linked to a 2013 armed robbery. I'm gonna, I'm gonna, <laughs> it, it was Dude, four I, gold bars. I think this, I when I when I hear this story, guys, I go back to the earlier conversation when we talk about. The Democrats, they could do literally whatever they want because you know what he said when he got caught? I'm not what I'm not going anywhere. And you know what they said? All right, dude, like relax. Everybody else, who's that Santos guy? They, they just George Santos. George Santos booted, gone yeah, yeah, yeah. by. And, and again, this is going down to Democrats know that they are in charge, bro. He literally said, What? People give me gifts and I have gold. And, and by the way, now that we found this out, what's gonna happen to him? Absolutely nothing. Because if you stick to your guns and you go, hey, listen, dude, that'd be like a good, like a Democrat, like if you get in trouble for whatever, stealing gold, uh, the, you know, hooking up with girls, I almost said the word. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And, and the cop is like, what the hell? You're like, no, 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 hold on. And you open up, and it's like a Democrat registration. Like, I registered, I'm a Democrat. It's your like, PBA oh. card. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. It's like, yeah. <laughs> get me out of here. But it's like, it, it, this just goes to show you, bro, the, the corruption is real. And now it's in your face. And so it, you have to answer for that. It was it was in a heist. People robbed it, and you have it in your possession. 
Nothing's going to happen to him. He's still, he hasn't been like taken off Congress and he's still there, no. right? Yeah. Oh, and, and, gangster. I mean, and let's be well, honest. This is specifically towards a robbery that happened a few years ago where robbers made off with a half a million dollars in cash, <laughs> 22 gold bars that were taken specifically from Dybez, Edgewater, New Jersey, from a specific home during a 2013 heist that just magically found their way For into sure. this political representative's home. And, and people, wonder how are these politicians so rich how do they get so much money well that's the money that's reported imagine the money that's not reported and of course it's not just putin that has secret properties all over the world and yachts all over the world that are in different names and different titles and of course are under uh what's the what's the what's the word here where you obfuscate where your monies are your ownership Laund- and your your titles laundry no, well that's just normal everyday behavior but they probably <laughs> have the businesses in um what's the business is called I, i'm I'm blanking offshore uh, not just offshore accounts but they have um um i can't believe i'm blanking this i want to know what it is uh, we're gonna find because i'm because I'm, yeah. I'm, because like this is this is the way that they hide all their freaking money uh by having it in trust excuse uh-huh. me trust. Uh-huh. there we go we, we found it brain farted that out it's all good uh so so just imagine this is the money that nancy pelosi has on record imagine Jeez. the things that she has in trusts in property uh-huh. in real estate in other things that are tangible that they have their money on that they have their hands in that we don't even know about well, um, I mean, yeah go ahead. yeah i was just gonna say think about like you're able to legally insider trade, and you still got to take gold bars under the table, bro? <laughs> yeah. Like, you could insider trade and make 100 mil if you just stay in Congress for, like, 20 years and you're not a total idiot. But, no, you got to take stacks of cash in briefcases. You're a real scumbag. He's a scumbag. Like, bro, you just keep it at your house. Like, you have to have some type of aware. Like, they're, they were coming. Like, your, your, your dirt is out there. And wait, what, what state is he from? I'm guessing New Jersey. New Jersey. Dirty Jersey. Jersey. Where, where the gold came That's from. What, yeah, and I was just going to say, they, they probably were like, listen, man, you got to give the, the gold back. And he's like, no, 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 no. The tolls now are $26. <laughs> I have to pay for these tolls. I'm paying in gold. Like, are you crazy? And you know what they're probably going to say? Oh, you're, you know what I mean? You're, yeah, hey, touche. Well, well the, point, the point I wanted to make about this is like, you were saying that the Democrats get off scot-free. It's really not the Democrats. It's whoever does the bidding of the regime. And the regime is really bipartisan. Because you have, like, it was uh, it was James Clapper who who lied about the spying on the American people, perjured himself before Congress, never saw any charges. You got Fauci, same deal. Crimes against humanity, let's just be honest. He'll never see the inside of a jail cell. Ever. So, so should I have any expectation that a dude like Melendez, Menendez no. or whatever his name is taking no. a, a bar of gold here and there? It's like, yeah, that's the, that's the least of my concerns, honestly. All of the other ones are way more criminal yeah, and, and that's not the gold he buried in his backyard i mean yeah. <laughs> real men bury their gold and silver okay yes. so th- that's just how, what you have to do that, that's the rules mm-hmm. i don't make them okay um and, and another aspect to kind of entertain here and and you made a good point here it's not just democrats because we can make different skits about this i was thinking about you know even having something on my car being like i voted democrat therefore i can't get a, a speeding ticket yeah. uh or, or, or just literally we should probably make like fake pba cards i love uh, that but just just saying, I voted Democrat. Jail out of free card. Get out. Get, out, you know, yeah. get, get me out of here. I know Mr. Uh, S-O-R-O-S that we can't mention here on this yeah, broadcast. So I'm friends with him yeah. that financed your district attorney that's going to let me off. <laughs> yeah. um, but, but when you know we joke about this. It's not just the Democrats because we have individuals like Dennis Kucinich, Kucinich Cynthia McKinney, who were on the left that were also targeted by the establishment, taken out of positions of power, and then screwed over by the powers that be 
who, yeah. of course, went after them because they weren't playing ball. So I, I think the bigger point is it's not just Democrats. It's people who don't play ball. Yeah. Pe- you play yeah. ball. You're OK with the corruption. You're OK with, with the, the back back room deals and going to private islands and going on specific airplanes. You're cool. Yeah. But you, you speak out against it. Jail right away. I agree. Or or you disappear or something really, really bad health-wise happens to you. Because if you really think about it, can you name a politician that's really serving any real time for anything? Like, I'm being genuine. From Hillary, from everybody that's done everything, from getting impeached to people to who is locked up. Oh, that, that one dude in Chicago. I forget like, his name. Like, but isn't it crazy? Though? Yeah, like, like one you dude. can't name name <laughs> me for for what they do from from George Bush to the illegal war. To you, the, the list goes on and on from from all of them. Name me one politician that is literally that's behind bars right now for doing so. Like, there's probably somebody could probably figure it out, but they don't, dude. They they dodge. They walk through the raindrops. They know exactly what to do. And by the way, they make the law. They know all the judges. They have everything. Everybody's in Congress. They're not. They they are untouchable, bro. That's like and like you said, the, the Fauci guy. How many presidents has he been around? Seven. Yeah. Seven presidents. Biggest bureaucrat. He literally. I, I, we'll talk about it. Like I said later, but <laughs> they can do whatever they want, and you nailed it on both sides. Yes. None and, and, of them. Which one, who's in jail? Well, and and to to Luke's point, James Trafficant went to jail, there, but he also spoke out against the system. That's the system. Yeah. And, uh, yeah. and we, I, we interviewed him on this YouTube channel too. He's uh, you know he's passed away. He's no longer with us. But his story. Absolutely fascinating. I don't know if you heard of who, con- who? Congressman James Trafficant. Trafficant. That sounds like a that, that's like a mafia family. It, it, it sounds, like a, it sounds like a mafia family. Yeah, but he was uh, actually one of the good guys in Congress that was sent to jail and then also had a mysterious demise. We interviewed him before he uh, passed away. God rest his soul. And yeah. um, truly, uh, look up James Trafficant. We are changed. Crazy story. Prepare to have your mind freaking blown. Oh wow! Uh, specifically yeah, with this very, specific very... story. Uh, but uh, I, 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 finish your thoughts because I want to get into. Zelensky as yeah, well. well if you actually, guys... that, it's going to play into that perfectly because uh, you know Trafficant actually, as Luke was saying, he died in a tractor accident on his on his personal residence. Very interesting, uh, particularly given what he was speaking out about. But I just wanted to tie in what what Luke was pointing out with the the Democrat politicians that actually do run afoul and actually end up getting prosecuted or, or thrown out of office are usually the rare anti-war Democrats, which used to be commonplace. Now people always lament, "Where's the anti-war left? Where's the anti-war left?" It's like, well, they're all thrown out of power. <laughs> <laughs> that that's where they're at. Yeah. So uh, and now the voter base doesn't even notice it. It's and they're crazy. kicked off television, and they de- they have no representation of any anti-war voices at all on the corporate media. Yep. You speak out against the war, and whether it's Jesse Ventura, whether it's even Cenk Uger, whether it's Tucker Carlson, whether it's uh, Phil Donahue, all of those individuals, what do they have in common? They spoke out against the military-industrial complex, and they were either canned or given golden handcuffs. All of those individuals, uh, even Chenk, uh, if, if, be surprised by by that story. Yep. When he was on MSNBC, he came out and was like, yeah, I don't want to play ball with this specific establishment talking point. Cut right Done. away and just yeah. absolutely screwed over. As, of course, we have a lot of war propaganda in this country that are perpetrating and pushing a larger proxy war inside of Ukraine, sacrificing those citizens to essentially uh, what a lot of people have described as the meat grinder. As right now, there is a battle within the U.S. House of Representatives and the U.S. Senate when it comes to funding this conflict that many geopolitical experts say that Ukraine has absolutely no chance of winning. As The Independent is reporting that Zelensky just abruptly canceled his U.S. Senate address 
as U.S. aid for Ukraine is up for debate, and a lot of people expect it not to pass in the House. What do you guys think of this kind of abrupt cancellation as a lot of people are pointing to the fact that the, the situation isn't really that advantageous for Ukraine from here? I mean, I, that, obviously, I'm pretty sure you guys think on the same wavelength as me. Shouldn't have that whole... I thought all this was supposed to happen during Trump. You know, he was supposed to start this war and he was Russia's agent. All the all that stuff didn't happen, finally happened. I think that from the beginning was a losing war. I think us getting involved, I think where are we at right now? $120 billion at least, dollars at, at least, least that we know of, about. Of Not even money. including the black budget that was started in 2014 after, of course, the Maidan revolution when yeah. the CIA was embedded in that country and started literally preparing it for an out. Right, war, we, we, yeah, yeah, weird, yeah. and uh, and I, I just think, dude, every time I saw Zelensky coming to Congress and like basically saying, "Give, where's my money?" and then made another video, the recent one, where he's like, "Listen, give loan, I pay back, I'll give money, don't trust me." By the way, and apparently, all the money we gave them was a loan. Yeah, like they're gonna pay sure. back. And I, I, dude, I made, I made an analogy. I, I, I haven't worded it out, but he is. Zelensky's basically our old, like we're the rich America, right? He's our ex-girlfriend that's not hot anymore. We got a new girlfriend, Netanyahu's, you know, the, we, we're Netanyahu. And now he's he's back like, hey, but look, I have new, but I have new breasts. You paid for it. And we're like, dude, get word. We moved on. We have Benjamin. Benji's our new baby. But I just think, look, I think him not showing up is basically he gets the picture now that there's yeah, no he, more money told. for you, bro. Because now, guess what? We've moved on. We're on to bigger and better. And it's like, bro, every, like I've been to some of the, the these debates. The Republicans that are left, bro, are just drooling at the mouth. They're like, War guys, we have to go to Iran. We have to go over here. We have to go. Uh, Biden today was on some, hey, he, he hinted at us sending troops on the ground to Russia. And it's like, what the hell are we talking about, bro? And I'm sorry. I don't want to say to hell with Ukraine because, dude, we've already, we're there. We've already started the mess. It's like, stop g bothering all these places. And I've said this before, bro, for one year. I want our entire United States. I, don't build an actual war, but put some military. Nobody's coming in here. We're not messing with anybody. We're not fighting anybody. We need to stop, turn around, look inside. Fix everything. Yeah. I'm a veteran, bro, but I I'm not. It. I don't have it as bad as some of these veterans yeah. that are in the streets, dying. The healthcare is horrible. I can't even explain to you guys when I want to just get a regular appointment. I found a cyst on my back. You have no idea what I had to go through. Still haven't been seen. Just to go have this guy look at my back. Okay, it's disgusting. Okay, we're sending 120 billion dollars to these people. We know what the real reason is for. Meanwhile, we have people dying in our streets that fought. And, and are, are crippled and, and are dying for what you guys did. One year, try for 365 days. Turn around, look at everybody, help. Are we good? Is everybody good? Oh, you guys want to come in here from the... Nope, sorry. We're shutting shit down. We're going to fix us for a year. Then if we can, if, if we can help, we'll start giving out. But until then, bro, to hell with all these people, bro. I'm tired. I'm tired of spreading ourselves thin and we're gaining enemies by the minute.
People are Preach. hating us, and wait till it comes. You'll see. And they're Preach. inviting it, and they're literally creating the problem that we're going to be fighting a few years from now that they Bingo. have already fomented and created that, of course, they are literally creating that our tax dollars are paying for, which is absolutely crazy. And the thing that you mentioned was the head of the Department of Defense today announcing, we got to give more money to Ukraine or else American soldiers are going to be going over there and fighting the Russians. A cheap manipulation extortion attempt by the head of the Department of Defense that literally is saying America is going to be fighting the Russians in Ukraine if we don't give our tax money over to them. How else could he have stooped even lower than just by making that particular freaking statement? As three hours ago, we were getting the reporting from the Washington Post that Senate Republicans have blocked procedural votes for the Ukrainian aid package, specifically saying no to this, as this situation is going to be very bad for the Democrats, very bad for Joe Biden. We're going to be talking about that, plus a lot more all on Rumble as soon we are going to be making that transition, not the trendy, not the ESG score trans, transition, so trans. but the actual transition yes. over to a free... Control yourself, yes. Vinny, Sorry. Vinny, Vinny. We're not on, we're not on YouTube a yet. Couple control minutes, yourself. Couple minutes. Sorry. Oh, oh, control Sorry. yourself. As we also have some super chats that I wanted to read, we got another one here by Raymond Lorera, who says, have you looked at Obama's executive order 13727? Have you guys heard about that i know personally myself I'll, we'll look into it we got another super chat here by jay coulter saying my friend said something about spain after they elected sanchez we believe sanchez abobalalco won similar to trump in 2020 to come via go fast arriving from mediterranean and i'll go visa with sanchez okay jay i'm trying to make sense of that <laughs> i don't really make sense of that he also gave another super chat saying i was looking for your video of little saint james island showing a male with stature similar to epstein and couldn't find it is it in your first video from beachhead if it i think you're mentioning the video where we went to of course the infamous epstein island that video is the first video that comes up when you put our youtube channel in if you're able to of course find it we also have some rumble rants we got one from ada 19 saying great conversation thank you so much ada 19 i really appreciate that another one by jay coulter saying don't let Zelensky hear you say i want to get into Zelensky." <laughs> Yes, he he is uh, he is uh, a, a very kind of um, flamboyant, a, a, a fl yeah, 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 a, a feminine uh, he's kind of. He's danced a lot. I've seen him. He's, he reminds me of Dave Chappelle when he's like, he's like "Just give me one yeah, more." Yeah, yeah, yeah. Come on, one, one more. more. <laughs> he, he might as well do that. Uh, I mean, at the point where Ukraine is at right now, it's not looking good for them. And we tried to warn everyone. We were telling everyone from the very beginning, "Hey." Uh, you know, detente negotiations, peace is actually something that we should be looking out for. And sadly, the West and Western politicians and crazy neoconservative did the exact opposite of that. And the people of Ukraine have paid the ultimate price. People want them to even pay more, which is absolutely bewildering. And this is an important issue that finally we are seeing some Republicans 
get off their backs and at least be on their knees now. Yeah. They're still they're still in a very vulnerable situation because they're probably going to capitulate. The Democrats' D is going to have their way with them, but at least there's a little bit of resistance now. And will that actually mean anything? Well, we will see what kind of deals are made in exchange for your money, your liberties, and everything else that the politicians are selling you down the river for. So again, we're going to go over right now to rumble.com. And you can find us on, of course, rumble.com forward slash we are change or we are on, of course, the front page. So rumble.com. We're on the front page. You don't even have to put in our URL and we can't recommend you guys enough to sign up. There's a lot of you guys here on YouTube. Why are you on YouTube? You should be on Rumble. You could download the app. You could sign up because it's more imperative than ever that you guys vote with your clicks, vote with your attention and say, you know what? I'm going to be on the platform that actually is looking up for me, my speech, and my ability to actually hear conversations that I could, that I could actually freaking discern from rather than having, of course, watered down content that sadly we have to provide you here on YouTube and can't even go deeper down the freaking rabbit hole. Let, let me just make one quick. I've never made this promise in the history of this show. I am willing to wager a lot of money that the next hour on Rumble is going to be the best hour that we have ever done. This man has been holding back. I am ready to let go. Don't miss it. Tune in. Sign up. Let's go. Vinny, you're going to have to top Larry Sinclair. Larry Sinclair <laughs> is, is our true. top. I, I can't even you. tell you guys what I want to do to you guys. <laughs> until we go to Rumble, because my pants are off right now. So, Vinny literally texted me. He was like, "Hey, I, I do podcasts uh, with my pants down. Is yeah. that okay?" I'm like, "Totally fine, bro. Totally I'm, cool." Yeah, he's like, "He's like, turn up the AC. I'm like, I'll have an ice pack ready for you. We're bring out the ice pack on Rumble. We can do whatever you want. You know, I respect you, Luke. You let me live my truth. That's Absolutely, right. and Absolutely. I love you for that. That's yeah, right, brother. Yeah, yeah. For freedom, freedom, freedom is freedom. where it's at. Yeah. So, um, really quick, right now, go over to Rumble. Go to Rumble, uh, Vinny. Uh, before we leave YouTube, because we got a big substantial audience here on YouTube. Yes. Where can people find and support your work? I appreciate you it. Look, thank you, brother. So um, uh, my Instagram, all my handles, Twitter, sorry, formerly known X, uh, it's at Vincent Oshana. Simple spelling, Oshana's O-S-H-A-N-A. I'd love you guys. Please follow me on Instagram and Twitter. And I work for, um, yeah, I'm, I'm at Valuetainment. I'm on a show called The Unusual Suspects and the PBD Podcast. Pat, 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 pat. <laughs> but, uh, but yeah, I love you guys. Please follow me. I do a bunch of you know crazy sketches and a bunch of uh, wild stuff. I did an interview with Hillary Clinton that's on there that people really thought that I was with Hillary because we shot it well. And somebody goes, I can't believe you gave that witch the platform. So it's pretty believable. And my pants really are dumb. So. <laughs> well, he'll show all on Rumble.com. If you want to see it. And it's cold in here. So.
Yes, let her let Atlas out. All right, uh, we might be getting service back up again, as of course, uh, hold on, we're still waiting for the dropped frames to come back as we're waiting for AT&T. Would we be able to get back onto the same live yes. stream? Yes. Damn, that was fun. What was it, a power surge? Yeah. Big power surge. <clears throat> Should we, I'm writing it in the chat so that Josh can. Yeah, tell him. fucking love this double New York energy. Okay, hold on. Don't curse. Oh, my bad. Had like that happened, and like SWAT team people came and just like me, and they took me. That's not funny. Uh, yeah, that, that, oh, that kind of stuff happens. Oh, it happens all the time. Yeah, no, swatting is really good. Oh, Tim Pool had it like a dozen times or something. Yeah, I got swatted 11 times. You did? Yeah, that's I mean, that's a scary. Yeah, no, absolutely. People die all the I time. On, I was I was like on a SWAT team unit in the military, which is obviously nothing like these these they're not trained people. at all. Police officers are not freaking trained to do any of this stuff. No, dude, I tra I, I train police officers uh and I whoop their ass all the time. I believe it. No, I'm not lying. <laughs> I believe you. I, I literally train police officers. Cause look cuz you know this more than anybody then. These guys are just Okay, I think we're I think we're live. All right, yes, we're back. We're we're live. We're still on on, on YouTube. We don't know what happened. Oh Vinny thought he was being uh, just assassinated. SWAT we team. thought a drone strike was coming in, but we lost all power um, out of nowhere. And I guess we are back live here on still all the platforms. So we apologize for the inconvenience, but uh, yeah, that was strange. That was weird. It's my fault. I said yeah. Hillary's name four <laughs> times. <laughs> and there's a Hillary meter on YouTube. I don't know if you guys know that. Once you hit four, they tune in and they're like, okay, you're done. By the way, I genuinely got scared. Yeah. Her face, we both looked at each other like this. I'm like, they're here. SWAT's here. But that's a crazy moment, bro. That's yeah, something no, we talk about then. Uh. Uh, yeah, yeah. Just literally all the power went out in the house. Yeah, uh, probably in the neighborhood. So, um, yeah, there's that. Steph, where can people find you before we head over to Rumble? You can find me on Instagram at Steph We Are Change. If you're still on YouTube, go over to Rumble. We love you guys. Thank you so much for participating. We got another another Rumble rant that we can't get into on YouTube. So we're leaving YouTube right now. And this Rumble rant is uh, directly for you, Vinny. 
It's one by Lane Boy asking, glad to see you here with Vinny. What did you think about the town hall with RFK? I was a huge fan of his, oh, yeah. but I do think he captured he's captured by the Israel Jewish lobby. I know Clint feels the same way. I know you prefer Trump, and I'm starting to lean that way as well. What do you think about RFK Jr.? Uh, um, great question, by the way. Um, I literally just drove there to, uh, to come here. I think, you know, historically, icon, family, name. Like, you want to talk about a family that sacrificed literally blood, lives, death, that we're trying to make actual change. I mean, that's he's a direct descendant. Um, I respect him. I, you know, I, I like him as a, as a person. I love him on the pandemic, COVID. But we're on, we're on Rumble, right? We're on Rumble. The pandemic, yes. you know, and all that <laughs> bullshit the, that the they put us The and, fucking you know. scam that they put us through. And, and then shame on all of them for all the myocard. Dude, dude I, I just saw a, a captain... Um, from the Navy had a list of facts of all the heart problems all of his pilots are having that's heart pulmonary disease everything is up in the 120% uh, 90% and by the way because that's a China like biological weapon because they know the military has to take it so they're messing with our soldiers I think him his views on that was awesome but yeah you nailed it we, he got into a thing with Pat today about the Palestine Israel thing and it's like I'm a coincidence theorist, Luke. So his stance, not the same as my stance. You cannot, two things can exist at the same time. I can, you know, support Israel because, you know, they're our allies. And I could still feel horribly bad for the women and children that the death, the death toll of 15,000, let's say average, are of, of women and children. How many Hamas soldiers, if you guys had to guess, how many Hamas soldiers are dead in, the, in this conflict so far? If you had to guess... Clint, give a me a number. A thousand, maybe. 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 So I've never seen one pulled out of the rubble, ever. No, period. And 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 to, to say something like, I feel for the Palestinian women and children and innocent men, they always leave out the, the, the guys, there's innocent guys as well. How does that make me, like, you're anti-Semitic, you, you support Hamas. No, 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 no. I'm a humanitarian. I feel bad for kids who blowing up their legs, losing their lives, number one, but now they're limbless for the rest of their lives. And what, I can't have compassion for these people. What Hamas did on uh, October 7th, fucking horrible, horrible. I, I can't even watch some of this shit. It's disgusting. So because of that act, what, wiping out everybody? is Because you nailed it too, uh, Luke, and you could, you could uh, piggyback off of it. They, they said that they bombed a, a refugee camp in in Palestine, where they had a hundred thousand Palestinians, I think fifty to a hundred or two hundred people died, and they were looking for one guy. And you said, "What'd you say, Luke, about if somebody was in New York?" Yeah, you, uh, what's going to happen? The, the argument is, "Hey, we had a bad guy. We had to take out the bad guy. We don't care if there was innocent civilians around." So. Let's use that same argument. What if that bad guy was in Times Square? Are we going to be bombing Times Square and killing everyone around him to, to get this one bad guy? You, If you do that, you're going to be not just killing that one bad guy. You're going to be creating hundreds of other bad guys that are going to be influenced by that traumatic event that you just put on the local population there that is going to be hateful, that is going to be very fucking angry, that is going to be very fucking traumatized as our policy. And again, this is a policy that a lot of people need to understand here because when you look at this entire 
entire conflict. This is a conflict and policy that is blowing up in the face of Benjamin Netanyahu that Benjamin Netanyahu played a major role in creating. Because you look at the creation of Hamas, you look at how Hamas was put in the positions of power that they are in now. They wouldn't be there if it wasn't for Benjamin Netanyahu. He's the same guy that prompted them up, and now they're the same guys coming into Israel and fucking over and screwing over their local fucking populations. Who is responsible? Benjamin Netanyahu, that's the motherfucker that put him in charge and then couldn't protect his citizens from them when there was a lot of foreknowledge beforehand about this particular attack to the point where the corporate media had embedded fucking journalists in there? Yeah, dude, what the fuck? Oh, yeah, like, and, like, again, how many coincidences have to happen, Clint, where they knew, and by the way, this is a New York Times article. This isn't us, us right-thinking, right-wing people. The New York Times said that they knew for, uh, for one year and it was exact detail it was specific to the attack then you have investors that were investing shorting the israeli stock exchange because that's when you do when you know shit is going to hit the fan and what other people aren't talking about uh too luke clint is the fact that benjamin Netanyahu, who you're talking about he was supposed to go to trial in october when this happened on monday his fraud and bribery charges just happened he's the first person of that type of power apparently to go to trial like he has to go sit mm -hmm. in front of a judge. So it's like all these things are piling up. And then, again, another coincidence, days after the attack, an Israeli official document is leaked that has in detail the plan to what to do with all these refugees that are going to be displaced. It's almost like, dude, just like it's, it's, it's really echoing of another event like 9-11 where they mm. knew something was going to happen. You let it happened i was in the military we go you, you get the support of the people like hey everybody terrorists 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 and then we go and kill everybody and then they go wait a minute there's no there's no weapons of mass destruction so you just change the name to the war to enduring freedom and nobody says shit and that's why they when i see bush jr that's why it's not a one-sided thing to hell with biden to hell with all them to hell with bush jr who lied to everybody now he goes out and throws pitches at the world series and people are clapping he belongs in jail for the rest of his life and if i had the opportunity i take rumsfeld out of his grave put him in an electric chair let him shatter <laughs> his bones because guys remember this besides the thousands him, of the thousands of american soldiers my fellow brothers and sisters who who perish like what about the million women and children and men that died in a war that was completely false all false no weapons of mass destruction and we're supposed to just go okay next let's it's, move on to the next thing yeah and, 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 and it's and the next thing was prompted up by that fucking war Thank because you. because the sectarian violence wouldn't be there the vacuum of power wouldn't be there isis wouldn't be there our iran wouldn't have a big of sphere as a fucking influence if it wasn't for that fucking war which they all knew was a part of the fucking plan because if you look at the first gulf war we have dick cheney on record saying hey if we take out Saddam, this is going to create a lot of problems in the region. This is going to create a lot of problems with the Baptists, with the Sunnis. This is going to create a larger Iranian influence on the region. We can't have this. We can't take out Saddam. What did uh, George W. Bush do when, when, when fucking Dick Cheney was his vice president? Took out Saddam, which created all these fucking problems in the Middle East that we're still dealing with right now as there's U.S. troops still stationed in fucking Syria stealing and siphoning off their fucking oil, which is crazy. <laughs> Why are we doing that? Like, like this, this, this policy doesn't make sense unless you see it as a policy that is deliberately meant towards sowing chaos, disaster, and creating more war forever. Yep. Ah. And, well, and keep, keep in mind, too, that it was also it, Donald Trump attempted multiple times to remove the U.S. troops from Syria, and his generals lied to him. So this is a plan that is above 
the president of the United States. I think people need to really understand that. It traverses party. It traverses presidencies. It is forever war. The plan is above anything you have the ability to elect. That's the that's the key here. And just to play it and to add to Luke's metaphor about bombing Times Square. Imagine if Al Qaeda had been a domestic organization that had attacked us on 9-11. And then they they fled to the subway system in New York. And then for the next six weeks, they just fucking from the sky, they start bombing all of the skyscrapers in downtown New York. And they're like, we have to get Al Qaeda. No, you go into the fucking subway, dude. Yep. You don't just bomb these skyscrapers. <laughs> so all these innocent civilians are getting blown to smithereens. And then five years from now, you'll have... How many terrorists will there be, not just in Gaza, but in Turkey, but in uh, Yemen, all these other bordering nations that are watching this going, these people are out of their fucking minds. They are going to have righteous cause, just as the Israelis have righteous cause to be furious about what transpired on October 7th. You are creating this cycle of violence. You have to take a step back and realize what you're doing. It took us about 10 years of the war on terror before we finally realized it. And guess what? The consequences of that is that more American troops have committed suicide than died in conflict. Wow. And if that doesn't break your heart, you're not alive. Exactly. And when you look at the suicide numbers, they're fucking dramatic. They're fucking huge and you would think that there would be some kind of care and consideration about this absolutely fucking not and whether it's depleted uranium whether it's just horrible coverage at the fucking va these criminal bankster linked globalist motherfuckers don't give a fuck about the average military men henry kissinger called military men dumb stupid animals to be used as pawns for foreign policy that's what he said on the fucking record we confronted him one-on-one -on -one, face to face about that particular comment he wasn't really happy about being reminded <laughs> of that before his passing a few days ago. We also confronted Donald Rumsfeld about the trillion dollars that went missing right before 9-11 at the U.S. Pentagon. Where did that money go? Again, he didn't really have an answer for that, too. Those videos all available right now on uh, We Are Change on YouTube. But specifically, uh, I wanted to get to your point here, Clint, saying specifically they should have gone into the tunnels. Now we have the news reports coming in and the first images showing how the Israeli military, specifically the IDF, is preparing to flood the Hamas tunnels with seawater as troops have been seen laying, uh, laying and setting up the pipelines and pumps that they're going to be, of course, using from the sea and now putting into Palestine and to specifically Gaza. What's your guys' reaction to this strategic move now by the Israeli forces? How many? So it's been, <clears throat> excuse me, what's today's date? I just looked it up. Two, it's been two my fucking months. It's Sorry, been, no, you, no, Clint, <laughs> please, bro. It's been, it's been two months. Uh, you guys now, now this is, this is the plan. This, this two months later, and let's be honest from a, from a military or whatever, you're a soldier, you're a fighter, you're a terrorist, whatever you attack Israel. What do you, you think these guys are just hanging around in a, in a, in a, in a tunnel, hanging out by Gaza. If, if you know anything about tactics and fighting and war, they did their dirt and they are gone. Okay. The people are suffering, which is shitty on them. And I, my heart, like, dude, I've cried many times for these people and these kids and these children. And they left them literally for dead. Okay, and they're 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 done. So now, yeah, day, what's that say? Day late, dollar short. Yep. By the way, good move, good move. Sixty days too late. Everybody's gone from in there. Have you been? Because yep. they've been in there. They've, they've been doing raids and stuff. 
I'm not seeing any dead soldiers. I'm not seeing any dead terrorists. Not, they are gone. They're one. in Egypt. They're in Egypt at this point. They're mainly known as smugglers. So they have a lot of connections to international trade routes and, and gangs and, and mafioso organizations that, of course, they work with. And when you look at uh, specifically Hamas, they're a sect of the Muslim Brotherhood. A lot of the top leadership is in Qatar. And I wouldn't be surprised, as you're mentioning, they're probably not even in the tunnels. They're probably in Egypt. They're waiting for this to, of course, <clears throat> calm down. And once the Israeli forces are out of that specific region, they're going to come back in and, then, of course, make more attacks and prodding uh, uh, attacks in the specific region where they're going to be fighting in a different way that Israel probably, again, magically won't be prepared for, well, which is, yeah. again, crazy. Let me, let me just make a quick point about the, the fact that they are high-level smugglers. This is going to be unpopular, but it's the truth. For, for, there has been a full trade embargo against Gaza specifically for decades these people have become skilled at smuggling because of the conditions that they were raised in. And mind you, most of these guys were born after Hamas was even elected. So like, these are kids that saw uh, through these bombing campaigns, they just saw all of their cousins and uncles and fathers and mothers be either killed or maimed by these constant wars for decades. They come up into it. The only opportunity they have because of the, the circumstances that they live under is to become a basically a gangbanger. That's like what these guys are. They're, they're smuggling <clears throat> drugs, weapons, whatever. That's what that's that's the circumstances that you create. So it's like like I understand on the on the Israeli side why they would do it. Like I totally get that too. But you have to realize if you Pete if you put people in a penitentiary and then you have the strongest gang in town all of a sudden start to be able to smuggle weapons in there, eventually they're gonna try and break out. And that's and that's Israel's that's Israel's beef. That ain't America's shit. So uh, that's all I've been saying from jump. I don't want U.S. troops involved. I don't want to be sending $14 billion over there. We send them $3 billion annually, even though they have a lower debt to GDP than America. It's a fucking joke, man. Yeah, and, then, and mind you, and when people try to talk shit, when people out there are like, wait, how, how dare you speak up? You, you know what? I can say whatever the fuck I want. I'm an American. I'm a veteran. I'm a patriot. Okay, and guess what? My tax dollars, three billion dollars a year, are getting sent to a country to help, which I'm totally fine with. We need to support. They're they're in a pretty dangerous zone. I can voice my I can voice my fucking opinion. I can say whatever the hell I want. Thanks. I'm worried about these people, these kids. So if you're comfortable, if you're out there, if you're watching this, and you are in your heart of hearts, you are comfortable with them killing. Let's what the ratio. Let's say one bad guy to 50 innocent women and children, you have to you have to really search your soul and find out what you're... Because I'm tired of hearing these people. I get the anger. I get the anger of that week, the first two weeks of, we got we got to kill Hamas. That's an unattainable goal. You can't kill people that you don't know where the hell they are. You don't know how... Okay, they keep saying 40,000, 40,000. Every time you kill one, another one's going to pop up. You don't think these innocent women and children... Okay, think about this. Not, not necessarily the women. You don't think these men, these boys, these kids that are surviving this thing, that are leaving, that are getting to the peninsula, are they going? They're gonna, you know, they're gonna spread them all over the world. How do you think these people are gonna feel towards Israel and towards the United States? Okay, think about it. And Israel's documents that were leaked, they want to have some of these people, a bunch of them, they want us to take some of the load. Bring these Absolutely. Palestinians here. Yep. Luke, how are these people going to feel about America, that they're going to be in this country, Shit. that we're like this with Israel? That was financing the bombs that were dropping Shit. on their homes and residential fucking buildings, right? How are they going to feel towards yeah, us, Luke? Exactly. But, but it's not just that. If you look at the history of the Palestinians, when they were in Jordan, when they were in Lebanon, when they were their own kind of PLO separate group, they were also causing a lot of troubles in Lebanon, in Jordan. 
And that's another aspect that, of course, people need to understand here that the larger context of the situation is when you move a population out of their home, they're not going to be fucking happy. They're going to be fucking not happy. And and the Canadian government's like, yes, sure, we'll take in hundreds of thousands of them. No fucking problem, which is fucking ridiculous. Because if you look at this entire situation, another thing that I wanted to add to what you were saying, if you really do care about Israel or, or the Jewish people, you wouldn't be putting them in this fucked up situation by creating more fucking terrorists. OK, yep. so let's have this conversation in a way that is actually reasonable and stops fucking up Israel and the Israeli people. This is the way. This is the conversation to have it. Yes, there's some fucking sociopathic, crazy, racist assholes out there that just hate Jewish people. Fuck those assholes. Fuck those yeah. motherfuckers. Go to hell. If, they, if you're that person, go to hell. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Like, like, seriously, because if you hate a whole group of people based off uh, fucking bullshit, you're, you're the fucking asshole you're here, okay? You're, you're the fucking idiot here. But, but if you truly do care about this fucking land and the people of Palestine and the people of Israel, you're going to be doing your best to try to de-escalate tensions. You're going to try to of course have negotiations you're going to try to of course not prop up hamas you're not going to be sending weapons to the palestinians and the israelis to blow each other up that's the first fucking step that's where the conversation needs to be had out of respect care and consideration for all the innocent people around here that are getting screwed over by the powers that be bingo Well, keep in mind it was netanyahu and for anybody at home that doesn't believe me you can google this netanyahu we can control the height of the flame 2019 talking to the knesset this motherfucker thought he could control hamas he propped them up because they didn't want to have a two-state solution. Well, that didn't exactly work out, now did it? So he has to deal with that. I don't want to have to fucking deal with blowback. And let me just say real quick, it, the best people on the planet, as far as I'm concerned, to talk about this issue are people like Vinny. They're American soldiers that fought in the war on terror. They, they know better than anybody what what the consequences are of, of just profligate violence against a domestic population that's not ultimately responsible and the blowback that comes from that. Many of the the soldiers that rose up in ISIS were the children of the 03 invasion into Iraq. So like they ought to be listening to us. No one knows about this better than the American military as far as I'm concerned. Correct me if I'm wrong. No, you're 100% right because, bro, they, they... they, we, I wasn't in, you know, in actual combat, but think okay. I have had multiple friends that were, that were there that, bro, they've lost limbs. They've lost friends. They're, they're never going to be right. Like people don't realize, bro, when you see something like that destruction that I can't even look at on a screen, they're seeing it in front of their face. It changes you. Oh, you're not the same person. You're going to be on medication. You're going to be losing your mind. You're going to wind up homeless. Then they definitely don't take care of you. And one point, Luke, <clears throat> If you don't mind me backtracking, no, no, which ahead. really drove me nuts, is this horrible thing, this disgusting terror attack that happened on October 7th, all, everything went crazy. The one thing that pissed me off is when we, people like us, wanted to know how could an event this big, with the prior knowledge happen, with the security apparatus that Israel has, One of my, Adam, Adam Sausage was on the show, he said he went there, bro, at the airport here in the United States in Miami, it was insane. The Israelis, it was hardcore. So I still want to know how that happened with the prior knowledge. And then for up to six hours, these terrorists were in one of the most secure places on the planet. It, dude, they, where was the military? Where's the IDF? They kidnapped people and brought them all the way back to Gaza for six hours. And then when you ask people like John Kirby, who's another rat, just like Blinken, both of them, they ask him, and this is on YouTube, they go, are you guys going to, what, what happened? Can we find out? You know what he said verbatim? Now's not the time. Well, when is it? Now it's two months later. 
When is the time to find out that this horrible, by the way, and we talked about this earlier, remember this, this failure of intelligence. How many failures of intelligence are going to happen where we admit that, guess what? We're not that intelligent. We keep <laughs> dropping the ball. 9-11, January 6th, all this, we, they had all this information and all this, it still happens. When are we going to stop saying there's a failure of intelligence and start asking deeper questions like, wait a minute, did you know something was going to happen? Did you know and kind of turned your back just because the aftermath is going to be bigger? You can ask these questions. Well, and keep in mind, too, we've, we've sacrificed basically the entire Bill of Rights uh, for, for the Patriot Act as a consequence of 9-11. And now, and now what do we get for it? We have an FBI agent that goes up on Capitol Hill and he says, we're seeing nothing but chatter and red flags <laughs> and there's nothing we can do to stop it. A terrorist attack is coming. So why the fuck am I paying you, bitch? Go stop it, you scumbag. You took all of my privacy rights away. I can't fucking send a text message or an email or anything. I can't fart with you bitches hearing me. And and now, and now you go up there and you go, we gotta fund this. Oh, no, no, no. But you've been, you've had plenty of time to go after the J6s. There's all these fucking grandmas and these Catholic peoples that are at an abortion clinic going, hey, please don't kill your kids. Go to jail for the rest of your life, you scumbag fucks. Hey, I'm, I'm, I'm proud to say. We're not on YouTube. I'm, I'm proud to say the FBI has a lot of my dick pics. Yes. You're welcome. Yeah. You're welcome, yeah. FBI yeah. You're welcome. Going through all the fucking dick pics. You're welcome. Yeah. I don't think I've ever gone that crazy. Fuck you. I love, uh, every time, because I, I know that they're listening. Every time uh, I hang up the phone, I go, go fuck your mother, you fucking nerd. And then I hang up. Every conversation. Because they're listening. Uh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I love it, dude. But, but I'm like, hey, now you got to look at another dick, That's motherfucker. That's so funny. Like, yeah, That's so funny, so, dude. Uh, but, but the FBI agents that you, you, you're able to change to? Yeah. They're worth fighting for yeah. sometimes. Yeah. So. And look, so, just, just, yeah. to, just to make, because I know you guys, I'm pretty sure you guys are in the same boat. Just to make it clear, because mind you, I'm a Syrian, A-S-S-Y. I'm a Semite. And we talked about this a little earlier. Asking questions doesn't mean you hate or doesn't mean you support Hamas. It's, I want to ask questions because as, as an Israeli or as a Jew, wouldn't you want to know if there was anything nefarious up with somebody who kind of has done some crazy shit? He's on trial. He's doing, if there is something if there is some smoke there and you want to it's okay to ask questions it doesn't make you anti-israel anti-jew anti-anything no no ask these questions because how many how many things have to be shown in front of your face they knew a year in advance what then guess what our security should be the most top notch just like 9-11 i dude if a mosquito came in shoot that bitch down i don't trust anything <laughs> anything oh mosquito by the way that's what my boy who went to israel said luke he was saying this clinic he goes bro if a bird goes by that shit gets shot down. like they don't fuck around yep. so for that like i can see the surprise attack okay oh shit our pants are down it was a jewish holiday as well on, on october 7th but for six hours these guys were running the the show and kidnapping and murdering a where the fuck was the security? You guys gave up that yeah. that six hours? Oh. Bro, do you guys understand what six hours is? Yep. That's a flight Enormous. from here to fucking Los Angeles. <laughs> running amok. <laughs> yeah, running on amok. spirit. With, on with delayed. spirit. Delayed. With the yeah. attitude yeah. of flight attendant. <laughs> with, with, a, with a fight in aisle C. Or, uh, yeah, aisle uh, yeah. yeah it's, it's ridiculous. And, and keep in mind, too, there has also been a lot of obfuscation over the, the actual collateral damage or the, the death of innocence in the once the IDF finally got in there, there's footage that's been floating around that looks like it's from like Apache 
helicopters or some shit that's oh, lighting people up. We need answers. That's all I'm saying. Like, I'm not saying that it was a false flag. I'm not saying I know shit. I'm saying I don't know. But we need to know. Because before you go and you fucking flatten Gaza and you kick a couple million people out and expect them to migrate to Europe or America, well, we ought to have answers. And I, I think that's the problem is that, you know, we, we, we're supposed to, to be patriotic, to not be anti-Semitic. Yeah. I have to not... Not even ask these basic questions. And then when and when the government, National Security, John Kirby's like, now's not the time. You know what's going to happen, Clint? It's going to be ten year, five years from now, four years from now. Then we're going to find out shit. And this is going to be just like uh, uh, 9-11 and yeah, Iraq. COVID, and like, listen, COVID, yeah. yeah, it's like, too, bro, we're, we're past that. <laughs> yeah, yeah, exactly. people are, the news cycle is so fast. People are going to be tired. Of, okay, he knew, oh, whatever. He's not even in power anymore. He's probably, right. he, got, he was on trial. It's like, no, no, no. Putting, holding people's foot to the fire and accountability, bro, there's, Zero accountability. COVID was all bullshit. They got everything wrong. Science was off. Fauci was fucking full of shit, and he knew he was full of shit. It was leaked from a lab that we own under Obama. We knew what the fuck it was going to do. China, in my opinion, it was biological warfare. Because Trump was. was talking shit. Trump yeah. was talking shit about China. He was the first one to tell them about trade and, and hold them accountable. And then, dude... This is another crazy coincidence. On election year, the uh, virus, a pandemic, comes out from a place that he was talking shit about. Weird. Weird. And, least, and then Newsom is bringing this fuck to San Francisco. The streets were immaculate. <laughs> the homeless were probably killed, thrown in the river, <laughs> thrown in the ocean. And then, by the way, did you see all the Chinese flags? In San Francisco, yeah, 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 yeah. hey motherfucker, this is America, <laughs> bitch. Right. What up with the Xi Jinping? I would have gave him one little. I would have had one Chinese lady just holding a little flag. Unbelievable, bro. They, we, oh, and by the way, Biden, the whole family's uh, compromised, totally corrupt. So they were like, listen, you better do this. We're gonna get him out, or else you're gonna go down. Well, well keep, keep but, but more importantly, there's also a not eleven connection here, as of course the Patriot Act allowed Dr. Fauci to literally work on bioweapons without being persecuted and punished for even doing that. Holy shit! So there was shit. a specific pr provision under the Bush administration that Dr. Fauci took advantage of and put into that fucking Patriot Act that allowed a lot of this shit for us to deal with. But, now, before getting into that uh, we do have to <laughs> of course remind people that if you are a member of lukeunfilter.com you want to call in you message me right now on telegram but also we have a sponsor which i'm actually really happy that we have as of course i saw other people on rumble promoting this company and i'm like this company sounds really freaking awesome. I want to work with this company. I reached out to Rumble and they set up twc.health forward slash Luke. As of course, they want to remind you that 90% of pharmaceuticals in the United States are produced outside of the United States. They're usually produced in China. China. So China. when the next global crisis strikes and countries clamp down on exports, will you be prepared with empty pharmacy shelves in America and potential shortage, uh, shortages? at the local stores? Well, awake doctors like Dr. Peter McCullough started the wellness company to build a parallel healthcare system and bring much needed change to American healthcare. Part of that change is helping you to take back control of your health so supply chain shortages aren't an issue. Clint, do you want to take it from here? The wellness company's medical emergency kit holds eight life-saving medications that every American should have at home. If you have Tylenol, you want this kit on hand. Antibiotics. But personally, Tylenol, not a big fan of, of, of Tylenol. Do your own homework, do your own research. But this <laughs> other stuff that, that I saw this company have, absolutely right on the money and something that I'm personally purchasing, I personally want to have. Sorry, Clint, go ahead. Uh, no worries. Antibiotics, antivirals, antiparasitics. This kit contains eight 
life-saving medications like amoxicillin, ivermectin, and z as well as the 22-page guidebook with complete instructions on safe use from tick bites to COVID, supply chain shortages to medical emergencies. If you have Tylenol or Advil at home, you want this kit. This prescription- Again, Tylenol, Advil, <laughs> I have something to say about oh that. This other stuff, it. especially when it comes to ivermectin, and it's a lot better than that. But again, do your own homework. I wouldn't I wouldn't do Tylenol and Advil. That's just me. Right, Sorry, don't do Tylenol. Uh, Sorry, the, the, go ahead. <laughs> These prescription kits are in huge demand right now. Head to twc.health slash Luke and grab yours now. That's twc twc.health slash Luke. Code Luke saves you 10% at checkout. Be safe, be prepared, and stay well. Kits are only available in the USA. We're going to promote that link in the description and also in the comment section below. I saw uh, Roseanne Barr talk about this, and I'm like, hey, this is something that I was actually looking into during COVID. I remember during, during COVID, I'm like, Okay, do I go to the fucking doctor in Chinatown? I don't want to fucking do that. I like I rather with how fucked up shit is, especially when it comes to to China producing most of our fucking drugs and antibiotics. I want to be prepared for whatever comes your way. I saw this company out there and it actually provides a service that I was looking for during COVID. I saw this company out there and I was like, I kind of want to work with them. So I reached out to Rumble and they have set us up with this promo code with this website. That website is going to now be sent. Love it. down in the comment section below. So shouts out to Rumble for financing and supporting independent media with companies that are actually doing cool, really awesome things because you don't know what the fuck could happen. There could be a hurricane. There could be a solar flare. It could be a natural disaster. It could be a human disaster. Who the fuck knows whatever the fuck's going to happen in the future. But I know, fuck, I, I got my shit here. I'm going to be ready no matter what happens, especially when it comes to making the right decisions for myself and my health and my family. We also got another Rumble rant here by Tazy8. 301 saying, quote, two of my favorite coincidence theorists on the same show. Vinny, I am including chapstick in my gifts for my coworkers for Christmas. Thank you for the inspiration. Love the skits. <laughs> Thank you what, very what's much. That, what's that about? My chapsticks? I don't, yeah. What's the chapstick? I mean, I put chapstick on here and then I just uh, it, put it to the side. He's making it sound like it was a bit that you've done. I'm trying to think if I did a patch. I don't even remember. But you, thank you. I appreciate it. <laughs> but anyway, let's talk about 9-11 because that's something that, that is, is a very important uh, turning point in my life. I was in New York City on 9-11. I was in Brooklyn. Uh, the, du- the dust that literally came from the Twin Towers came all throughout my neighborhood. You could write your name in it like it was freaking snow it, and it was it was dead bodies. It, oh my God. Because thousands of human bo- you know bodies were never found from 9-11. Um, I, I then started to work with first responders, family members, survivors of 9-11, all of them kind of came to me and they were like, yeah, um, we're being lied about this. And that started my journey in independent journalism since, of course, the media was telling everyone, don't worry, the air is safe to breathe. It's totally fine, even though the buildings were filled with asbestos. Everyone fucking knew that. The media was reporting on it days before 9-11. And then after 9-11, they're like, Magic! The buildings with asbestos collapse, but the air is safe to breathe. Don't worry about it. Don't put on a mask. That's that's the time they were saying specifically. I, I had a friend down there, had a whole hazmat suit, had whole uh, HEPA filters, had everything ready to go. He was like, hey, um, I want to wear this. They told him, no, you're going to freak people out. Don't wear it. They put <laughs> wow. him on the pile, and I literally saw that friend like cough up fucking lungs and blood uh, all the fucking time and live a life of fucking misery Jeez. filled with fucking drugs that he was put on as the government was saying, uh, yeah, 
yeah, this is PTSD. Uh, the air was safe. Don't worry about it. And they were denying pensions. They were denying health coverage. They were denying fucking uh, actual benefits that were promised in people's contracts in the police department, in the military, in the fire department, because they didn't want to fucking pay for it because there was too many guys that were fucking sick from this entire incident. Going through that as a fucking teenager, seeing that all around me, affected me a lot. And this is why I am who I am. 9-11 was the beginning. I helped make the documentary Loose Change with Dylan Avery and Jason Burmis. And um, this started my journey. You sound like you have a very similar story with 9-11 as well. But, but 9-11 changed everything in America. It changed me. Oh, dude, yeah. you saw a Loose Change? That was one of those. Dude, you were, dude, him, dude. Yep. let me say something. Yep. Thank you. I think that was one of those eye-opening at a time where nobody had the balls to put something like that. I can't tell you how many times I've seen that. I've shared that. I've, I've told people like, and again, facts, and you, you nailed this earlier, Clint. Facts don't give a shit about your feelings. Like, I'm sorry that you have to hear it, but it's the truth. So I was in the United States Air Force during 9-11. Uh, I was on the Air Force shooting team uh, for like Space Command. And when I tell you I was ridiculous, by the way, nobody in my family, from New York, Nobody had guns, legal. Uh, nobody ever went shooting. We never did none of that shit. I don't know. I just had the knack. I was just freaking an expert in the M16, expert in the 9mm and the handgun. Um, and, uh, you know, we're traveling the country, performing dog and pony shows. Now, with this competition's happening. I was in Wyoming uh, when this went down. And then two days before, one of these sergeants is like, yo, dude, like, it's like a relationship where you shouldn't have if you're lower ranking. It's like fraternization mm -hmm. almost, where he's like, yo, dude, like, I'm, I'm, I'm sorry, but I, I hate to be the guy, but don't say nothing. The competition's going to be canceled. I'm like, what the f what what's happening? Is there is it is it snowing? Is it where you know? He's like, nah, dude. It's just because he knew a guy that that was really deep in intelligence. And then lo and behold, bro, I wake up that morning and I see the world trade on fire, and it still has, it hasn't hit because I'm not thinking about him yet. Right. They canceled it, and I'm still, bro. Think about my my competition mentality. I'm like, no, it's just one building on fire. I go, no, this isn't. And then I saw. Boom. And I was like, oh, and I'll never forget. I looked across the room and I see him and he was like, like how? And again, knowing with everything that was worn, Condoleezza Rice, didn't she call her friend, the mayor of... Uh, mayor Willie Brown mayor was Willie Brown. told not to fly as he had a flight on 9-11. Don't... F okay. And again, we don't stop and go, right, everybody stop the press. Who are you called? You called him? How do you know? Did yeah. you know something? What, what are you warning him about? And bro, when I see that, the aftermath... Of everything that happened and then the the machine getting behind the president to be like, guys, we got to go and tur. He couldn't even say terror, by the way. Tur. We got to go there. And, dude, what a what a way to get everybody behind you, get everybody emotionally charged, go in there and just destroy. Because, mind you, I know, you know, I have family from Iran and some, uh, from Iraq. And they were like, bro, Saddam Hussein was the best thing for everybody there because he kept everybody in check. He ruled with a fucking iron fist. Everybody knew not to mess around. We went in there and we took his ass out and then all hell broke loose. They, all these terrorists, ISIS, everything was created and it's all on purpose. Nothing of that magnitude is just like, whoops. Because when you piece it together, Luke, and I'm preaching to the choir, the, my cousin was just in Washington. He's like, Vinny, I was there. There's no way a plane hit the Pentagon. He goes, there's absolutely no way. Because mind you, this is the Pentagon. All the gas stations, how many people, how many uh, agents went to all these gas stations and confiscated all the video? Uh, guess what? To make me not be who I am, show me the video of an actual airplane, not a, a security video <laughs> where you could barely, because you know what it is? They picked the one video that you can't 
make out what the hell yeah, it is. They're like, wait, what is it? It's a little puff of smoke. It's a puff of smoke, and by the way, it looked like a missile. And by the way, the plane that, what, Colorado, that apparently went down, where are all the pieces? Show me, show me the wings that hit the Pentagon, and then I'll shut up for the rest of my life. Show me the proof. But dude, what I want to ask you guys is, how can they, how do they get away with it, Luke? How do they get away with it? Meaning, and by the way, being a New Yorker, building number seven was a football field away. And it just caught on fire and fell at free fall speed. And I hate when they bring in these experts because an expert could prove anything, bro. Of physics, like with the law of physics, they could be like, you could take this and put an elephant on it if it's just the right fill. They're professional bullshit artists. You could prove anything if you, if you come down to it. How do they get away with it, Luke? I, I, we even had individuals that were there. Kevin McPadden, one of the individuals featured in the Loose Change documentary I was able to find, I interviewed, and we got him in, into the film, was there, and he literally talked about how there was a countdown from 10 to 0 before they took the building down that he personally witnessed himself. Wow. There was Craig Bartner. There was so many other survivors that we brought forward and had their voices highlighted. On the fifth anniversary of 9-11, it was me... The, the, the Dylan Avery, Jason Burmis, Immortal Technique, Alex Jones, with thousands of New Yorkers. We gave out 5,000 Investigate Not 11 t-shirts for free. We gave out hundreds of thousands of DVDs, millions of flyers. But if you remember on the 50-year anniversary, they couldn't get a wide shot because it was nothing but people wearing Investigate Not 11 wow, t-shirts. And it was me, Alex Jones, Immortal Technique, literally bullhorning in the middle of the street after, of course, the ceremony stopped in order to be respectful of everybody and everything. Highlighting the importance and the need, along with family members standing with us saying, hey, we need at least minimum here a new investigation. So there was a huge majority of the American public that were saying there's something fishy here. Even even Michelle Malkin on, on Fox News was detailing how James Wood went to the FBI and was warning them about this very specific <laughs> fucking thing months beforehand. There was Alex Jones, who Tucker Carlson just recently played a video of talking about how there was going to be a major event involving Osama bin Laden. There was also William Cooper, who also, before even Alex Jones, was warning people that there was going to be a major terrorist attack inside of the United States. So a lot of people fucking knew. The <laughs> writings were right on the wall. And Tim Osmond, the CIA asset that fought in the Balkans, a part of the larger kind of intelligence agency programs that also was a part of the Abrusto Oil Bush family. Fucking hell, we could keep going My off God. for a while here. But shit, Fuck. man, that that's some heavy shit to deal with that... We we did our best. Loose Change was the number one documentary on Google Videos before YouTube even existed. Before YouTube was even a thing, there was Google Videos, and it was the number one dominated video. We gave out millions of DVDs out there in the real world, and um, that documentary changed a lot of people's minds, but the system still had this larger illusion of control. The internet wasn't as popular as it was. We didn't have cell phones. We didn't have, we, we, we had flip phones that didn't even have cameras. Wow. Um, right. You know, back then. So it was very difficult. It was more advantageous for us to stand in the street and literally give out pieces of paper. That's what we did. Uh, and we did it in 260 chapters. We are changed all over the world um, to the extent where we made sure we reached out to as many people as we could. So we fought tooth and nail to get as many messages and, out there as and we Luke, could. And Luke, I want to thank you, not to cut you off, Clint. I, no, I, no. I want to say thank you because I don't think people realize how important what you did, what you do, the sacrifice that you do, because God knows what they, they could have done anything to you. But that that is real journalism. You're a real American because you want to let them know because, dude— 
what that's that's the type of person you know we talk about the people that talk about the border and immigrants and bring them the house you talk the talk and you walk the walk yeah, you are out there in the streets you're doing it you're trying to wake people up because i'm tired i i hate the that quote ignorance is bliss no it's not bliss ignorance is ignorance you're you're just walking around the truth is here but you're too dumb and you're too scared yep. to go out there and say it and grab it and, and and hold it accountable because guess what i want to know this shit luke that video that you showed me because think about it i was in the military i didn't I did, I, you know, Air Force, I was a, such a, you know, like I said, when Bush spoke, I, I got emotional. I was like, let's go kill everybody. I don't give a shit. And look at their propaganda. It worked, bro. I shed a tear. Now looking back, I'm so embarrassed that these fuckers got me. That's why I left the military. Bro, I left because when they came to give me the contract, I was like, I'm not fucking going to war. I'm not doing nothing. I go, I know this is bullshit. And they, they flip. By the way, they tried, the military eats their own. If you're gonna leave, or they're like, oh, they put me on the investigation. The, the next day, they're like, he's smoking weed. Never smoked weed, by the oh, way. Man. I mean, I have in my life, but never smoked weed. They're like, he's doing drugs. He's doing steroids. He's doing this. And I, I looked at them. I go, you motherfuckers. You guys love me for all these years, and now that I'm just getting out, I want to get out because I don't want to be involved with this. Now you guys are turning on me, and it's fucking embarrassing. It's well, embarrassing. Let, let, yeah, I, I, there was even witnesses that, that fucking went missing, uh, like Barry Jennings. <laughs> I don't know if you heard about the Barry Jennings story, but that's another crazy story of a man that worked for the government, was inside Building 7, and literally came out and talked about how there was explosions inside of that freaking building. They all said it. Look, look yep. if you guys think about it, I, I, I want to hear what you have to say. Sure, sure. Oh, you, the videos are there. Cops saying they heard... Boop, 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 boop. By the way, the, the planes hit on the what the 80th or 90th floor. The bombs were going off downstairs. Elevators, people were saying guys' flesh was torn off their bodies because yep. the bombs were going off, bro. Yeah, that was my friend William Rodriguez that came out That's and saved everyone's fucking life that day by literally staying back and opening up the doors that were locked and allowing hundreds of people to fucking leave and Jeez. escape. He ducked under a fire truck and literally had Hillary Clinton, George W. Bush, and all these other fucking politicians loving him, and then he started to talk about the bombs and the explosions that happened in the basements, and then they were like, stop talking about it. He said, no, they cut him off. Wow. Wow. So William Rodriguez, uh, we interviewed him extensively. Uh, he's someone that I proudly call, someone that I know, and a friend. And he was a big part of the 9-11 Truth Movement. So shouts out to him. Uh, we hope he's doing well. But national fucking hero, saved hundreds if not thousands of fucking lives. He was propped up to be in the next politician. He wouldn't stop talking about the bombs in the building. They canned him. They censored him. And now his voice is on YouTube. Uh, just absolutely just um, suppressed. suppressed. Yeah. Uh, really quick, Clint, make your point because we got a call from a Scoozy One Love who wants to ask Vinny a question. Sure. Um, well, first, I wanted to say I agree with Vinny that that you know Luke and I talk shit to each other because we're buddies. But uh, you know what he's been doing is really walking the walk, and it's oh. courageous. And, and uh, you know, especially going to talk to fucking the Rothschilds and calling Gavin Newsom a bitch to his face and all this, all this <laughs> great shit. It's it's amazing. But the point I wanted to make was that you know it was Project for New American Century. It was the neoconservatives in the 1990s that actually laid out this game plan. You actually have. Uh, presidential candidate for the Democrats in 2004, Wesley Clark, that lists the seven nations that they intended to invade. He knew that the year after 9-11, before they ever invaded Iraq, that actually was in the week after 9-11, the week after 9-11, they had already listed the seven nations they were going to invade. There's only one remaining on that list, and that is Iran. That is the reason that we need to be very 
Con- uh, conscious of their intentions. Sorry, Clint. We got Scoozy One Love, That's who is a, f- a member of uh, LukeUnfiltered.com, who wants to ask Vinny a question. Scoozy One Love, uh, I know your video is now being encrypted as we are exchanging encryption keys here on Telegram that Pretty probably intimate. the FBI has. Oh, for sure. Uh, and uh, the FBI has a lot of different stuff, but uh, I think the call is now just going through. And that's it's okay. We're having a little bit of technical difficulty. Scoozy, I got cut it's off. And you don't answer. Scoozy. Scoozy. So we're going to make sure, again, if you're a caller here and you're calling in, just make sure to change your settings so your video and audio works. And we could, of course, hear from you when you guys call in and ask us whatever questions you guys want. So, yeah, we're going to try that one more time here. And uh, as you could see here, we got the latest and greatest, highest tech here working on making all of this happen <laughs> as my camera just literally went fucking psychedelic. Oh, <laughs> I've, I've got the question from Scoozy. Let me just read it. It says, uh, I got a well, question. It'll be nice if it's nice seeing people's faces and okay. talking to them. Let, 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 <laughs> let Scoozy ask the question here. Yeah, Scoozy. That means excuse me in Italian, right? Scusi. I think so. Yeah. Uh, again, it's probably we, not going to mean Scoozy, but... Okay, hold on one second. We are now exchanging encryption keys, and it looks like we got you. Scoozy, hi. Hey, hey it worked. Hi, awesome. Scoozy. <laughs> hey, how are you doing? Um, so, Vinny, I, I have a lot of um, family and friends who kind of have the Trump derangement, kind of like Adam, but I'm yeah. starting to see Adam's slowly turn a little bit with his views. So it gives me hope along with my family, but I see that it's still not enough for them to change their votes for policy and stuff. Mm-hmm. So do you see a change with, say, people like Adam or friends and family? Is there hope there, do you think? I, I eventually think, they can see the light. Well, Scoozy, thanks, uh, thanks for calling and thanks for the question. I, um... But I sound like a politician. I always go, thank you for the question, <laughs> uh, uh, Senator. A tremendous uh, question. Thank yeah, you. thank you very much. But And then they shit on him. But uh, it's, um, I, I, it's crazy because when I got there... I got the tail end, especially, of, and I'm speaking for Adam, but at the same token, in, in a in a broader sense, because I have the friends in L.A. I've lost friendships because of that day. I made a bet with a specific friend. I was like, I bet, I bet on Trump, whatever. You know, you guys know that night, everything shifted. He won. He was like, F you and blocked me and lost friendships. And it's like, and I was living in Los Angeles. But I, I think that there is a shift. They're waking up more at, from what I've heard, especially with Pat, that Adams leaned like to where if it comes down to Biden and him, I think he would vote for Trump. But I think that there still is that underlying, you know, he's he's because they're, they're doing it still today. He's going to start a world war. He's going to execute. This is on Morning Joe that Joe Scarborough, that freaking douchebag. Uh, he's going to execute people. And it's like the same rhetoric, the same fear mongering. It's like. I, I, I don't I don't think that they're going to change 100% because like Bill Maher, I love how people are like Bill Maher is changing as well. He he knows how to work it because guess yeah. what? When Trump was in, he was on fire, just like all of them, CNN, everybody. The moment Trump is gone, they have nothing to talk. So you have to kind of be like, well, look at look what the left is doing. Oh, he's a progressive. Oh, he's yeah, yeah, he's yeah. changing. It's once you have that derangement syndrome. I think it's stuck forever. They need. To, there should be a medication. But I'm dead serious. There should be a medication, and there should be. By the way, I'm shocked there isn't a practice of like a psychiatrist that just deals with that, where they just sit you there and they're like, "All right, ready for this?" Try. It just hit go ahead and fire. You're like, I can't. Just to get they, rid they go, of that. They go. Hey, you know where he said uh, good people on both sides. Yeah. He, he right after that he says, "But not the Nazis." Oh, okay. And the okay. Yeah. All right. Oh God, my brain. But I, I think I think that there is a shift. I don't think it's it, 
it's big enough to make these people actually go and vote because they, they're so die hard for their party. It, it would take literally I, I, Joe Biden would have to literally go up there and ex execute somebody, do cocaine with the sun for them to go. OK, all right. You guys are right. I don't think there's any change in them in here at all. Did that answer yeah. your, your, your question, Scusi? And did, do you have anything else you want to ask us? Yeah, I, I feel especially a change with the pocketbook. I feel like my friends and family, like, with no one can even uh, live anymore. You know, it's hard for people to pay to live, and that's really, I think, changed their minds a bit and opened their eyes a bit. Do you think, Scusi, that that's going to make them actually vote non-Democrat, depending on if God, know, God knows what they're going to do with Trump? Like, like we said, they always have something up their sleeves. I mean, their ultimate endgame. By the way, if this was... In the 60s, 70s, guess what? No cameras, no phones like we talked about. Trump would have been, they would have taken him out a long time ago. Agreed. They can't because there's no, Zapruder's not the only one with the camera. <laughs> everybody has a Zapruder. You know what I mean? Just, everybody has a camera. A Zapruder, That's right a Zapruder here. over here too. But um, uh, yeah, I, I just think, you know, the the, the pockets, the, the, the purses are hurting. Everything's hurting. But I, I, I don't. It's still not enough. I, like, you're right. My, you're right. They're, right. they're still telling me, even though they can't afford to live, they're like, well, I'm not going to be racist or, oh, they're just, you know, the the Republicans are greedy and all this and that. And then I start spewing facts to them like, did you know that, you know, Republicans are usually donating more because they tend to be more Christian mm -hmm. and um, even just things like like what woke me up was like 9-11, you know, and I've I've. I've had friends and family like almost cut me off too for those same reasons. We don't even go there anymore. But it's like, I feel like people, if they can't accept the things and the facts of 9-11 when it's so blatant in your face, they're choosing to dig their hand, their head in the sand and not see what it is. And, and I, then and there's I, people. And I 100% agree there. with you. And, and I definitely think that Stockholm syndrome is a real thing where you fall in love with the abuser. We're like, I, I know, dude, I, I knew a girl that she, her, the boyfriend wasn't abused. Like, we all tried to, I tried to kill the guy. I tried to beat the shit out of him. But, and, I, and she's she was talking stopping, about Adam. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and mind you, she's stopping me from trying to fight the guy. I'm like, what the fuck? She's like, I love him. You don't know our, and I'm like, wait a minute. So it's like, you fall in love with this abuser, yeah. abuse mentality. And there's that. And then there's just the dedicated, the, the blind loyal to the party. Because listen, I'm, I don't label myself. I'm not a Democrat. I'm not a Republican. I'm just, I'm just me. I'm just here. I can just point out both sides. I can point out and say that they're both warmongering pieces of shit that can care less about the, the public. And it's just sad that we have friends and family members. Because think about it, excuse me, you're not gonna we're not gonna change everybody. I have I'm in a group chat with like nine different cousins. Half of these assholes are New Yorkers that just apparently love Joe Biden and they think he's doing a phenomenal job <laughs> and won't dude, it's nuts. And it's then there's crazy. the other side that's just like what the what are we talking about? <laughs> like every time I see a poll that comes out, Luke, that says Clint, that goes, uh, you know, poll Biden, fifty percent are with. I'm like, fifty percent are happy. What the fuck? Name one thing that you're happy about that's under Biden. Go, no idea. I'll wait. And if they say infrastructure, I say go fuck yourself. <laughs> go fuck yourself. But infrastructure, you don't even know what the fuck that means. <laughs> what about everything else? Like you just nailed it. The money, the security, the, yeah. the people, the, by the way, racism still happening. 
still going on. If I see one more cure racism sticker, like in the, it's like racism is always going to be there. It's not as prominent. You guys act as it is. It's divide and conquer, and the left loves victimhood fucking mentality. And I just I want to slap people in the head to wake them up. But we're yeah. we're in such a good shape as a people, as a society. We're good. It's just stop believing all the bullshit. That they that they push on us, and I feel, and I'm with you. I think family members, and it just sucks when you love these people, and you're like, how the fuck can you not see what I see? Am I? That's I'm amazing. awake. I'm not woke. I'm awake. Right. Look at it. If something looks like shit, smells like shit, tastes like shit, I you're in San it. Francisco. You're, <laughs> you're in downtown San Francisco, but that's neither here nor there. Well played, Luke. Well played, Luke. Uh, that was great. Scusi, let me just add one quick thing. If if your family uh -huh. is saying they don't want to vote GOP because they don't want to be racist, please just show them uh, Joe Biden's greatest hits from the '80s and early '90s when this dude's calling black people super predators. He's responsible for putting more black uh, fathers behind bars for the war on drugs. He's not a good guy, and the black community is actually flipping on him faster than the white community. So I think I think if people are willing to look at his track record they can actually see through the propaganda if they're not able especially after covid well then it's a done deal what can we do you know it was a fucking chilling effect right after 9 11 where we had government insiders we had whistleblowers we had architects we had engineers we had survivors we had rescue workers we had first responders but we still faced a a, a, a kind of backlash with people saying you better not fucking question what happened here as the government had a very fucking heavy hand they literally eviscerated and destroyed the american constitution the bill of rights they declare that they're openly going to be spying on the american people and making them the enemies of the fucking state as they literally took people and renditioned and tortured them and under that fucking significant pressure still a lot of people came forward and said, you know what, fuck it, we will start questioning this. There was people, there was, there was individuals like Michelle Malkin and Al, Ann Coulter saying, you question 9-11, you deserve to be put in Gitmo. Wow, and, wow. And, and a lot has fucking changed since yeah, then. Yeah, weird, even, weird. Even Tucker Carlson, who was, was, was vehemently opposed to these ideas. I remember even having a confrontation with Tucker Carlson uh, specifically about this specific issue. Mm -hmm. He was dead set. He was going after Adam Kokesh and saying really fucked up shit about him because Adam Kokesh was bringing up 9-11. Yeah. Now, Tucker Carlson literally today played a fucking clip of Alex Jones predicting 9-11 before 9-11. I love it. Tucker Carlson's literally going to be on stage with me, Tim Pool, Ian fucking Crossland in just a fucking few days from I now. Dude, so we're going to get so into that. Sick. Plus a lot yeah, more. Know, so, Scoozy, thank you so much for calling Scoozy, in. Love thank you. you so much for being a member of LukeUnfiltered.com. It's awesome to see your face. It's awesome to have you call in. We really appreciate you. We really thank you from the bottom of our heart. Thank you so much. Uh, Vinny. Yeah. Who would have thought? Two New Yorkers would be loud together in a room. Like, who would have thought? I feel, bad, I feel bad for I feel bad for I her. called it. I predicted it. <laughs> I knew talking. this was gonna happen. She already talked too much, okay? Don't 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 give her don't give her I more love leeway. Her. I want to hear more from her. I, I know everyone else does too. So I'm just saying. It'll but, happen one day. But but it is hard to get a word in, uh, especially um. with us kind of screaming all over each other. But this was really fun. Thank you so much for, for coming out. I know traffic in Miami now is fucking retarded. Yeah, I felt bad. So, I, by the way, I, I'm never late. So the fact that I left at 5 and I got here, like, I got here at... I text him. I go, dude, it's, I'm going to get there at 6.39. He's like, okay, hurry up. I go, <laughs> I go, if you mean you're going to send the fucking chopper to airlift me, I'll hurry up. But I'm like, people are driving, because like, it's our Basel. So yeah. everybody and their oh, mother is going there. Fuck. I don't even know what the fuck. I said it. What the fuck does that just... I don't know. Drunk people with art. That's yeah. all That's all. Ba it basically Basel, is. Lots, lots, lots of psychedelics. But uh, this oh. was fun. We always ask our guest, do you have any questions for us that you want to ask us? No. I, I mean, it's... Ugh, uh, 
No, I think I, I think I, I know exactly where you guys are coming from. And again, Luke, uh, very nice meeting both of you guys. Uh, and dude, Luke, what what you've done, what you're doing, getting the word out. I think waking up one person. I don't give a shit if you wake up one person just so that they could walk around with a different lens. When I when I said ignorance is bliss, it's not bliss. It's ignorant. I want to know that makes you make different decisions. That makes you hang out with the right people. That makes you be a whole better person, bro. I myself, I'm a Christian. I, I, I've changed a lot. I'm, I've, I've become sober. I, I'm, I'm in a whole different lens. And knowing the truth, I think in here makes me a happier person. It makes me make my decisions. It makes me on point. And the people I sur surround myself around. Like I could, I could sit here literally for hours with you guys because we see on the same point. Don't get me wrong. I like to bump heads with people. I like to argue because I want to try to figure out what makes them think like that. Right. But what you do and what you've done, Luke, I think it's, I think it's commendable. And, and please, please keep... Keep up the fight. I don't know if the FBI shut us off that for that one second while we were on YouTube, but they got angry about all the dick pics that they they're going to be. You're going to get more dick pics, Officer yeah. Fucking Brown, yeah, or whatever the yeah, fuck Agent your name Smith. is. Now, yeah. fucking, fucking full blown, nothing Agent. but dick pics all fucking night long, motherfucker. So get ready for it. Yeah. And uh, no, I, thank you. I, I appreciate your your energy and and your contributions here. It's awesome. You can feel the dynamic. This is why we do shows in person. We got a lot of great, incredible shows coming here your way. Subscribe. Sign up to Rumble. It really means a lot to them when you do subscribe click the notification button because we're going to have some really incredible episodes coming your way as we mentioned beforehand we got to do everything we can let's not even pat ourselves on the back right now because there's going to be another 9-11 there's going to be another psyop there's going to be another fucking event that's going to be the new pearl fucking harbor event that we have to work actively hard for every single fucking day to prevent and we can prevent it if we get the word out if we speak truth to power so i thank you for speaking truth to power vinnie and i thank you guys for subscribing uh, and signing up to Rumble and clicking no the notification button. Vinny, if people want to support you, where can they do that? Uh, and first of all, I want to give a shout out to the CEO, Chris. I got to hang out with him a couple times from Rumble. Freaking amazing, amazing guy. Letting 